Dancer. Dan is back with its highly anticipated sixth season, and fans can expect some big changes. But the big question many are asking, are you ready for the year 2000? 2000. Welcome to Danden Bravo, a podcast news magazine, a cultural platform that unveils the most impactful cultural moments of a single year. And the year in question, this upload is 2K! 2K, baby. The new millennium, 2000. 2K, as most people know it, know it as. Hey, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Brandon and Dan. (laughs) Breaking, you know, this episode of the podcast behind the scenes is like breaking, basically like breaking off like a new millennium, new decade, because you don't do it often. And and it's been a long time since we've done this, so... Damn. Same, pa- it's a, it's a great analogy. It's like a Kit Kat bar. It's like a more yeah. you know rare Kit Kat bar. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, yeah. The last time we recorded, like your, what were we gonna start? What were you gonna say, Brandon? I was just say you like you like your Kit Kat like medium rare. Is that what you? Like? <laughs> yeah, medium rare. I like my Kit Kat with a little bit of blood on it. <laughs> medium rare so like th- does that mean like they haven't put the chocolate on yet like it's like like it's like it, it's just like what's underneath the is it pretzel wafer it's wafer, wafer. Yeah. Isn't it wafer? Mm-hmm. so yeah so it's mostly wafer less chocolate because it's not like fully cooked um, or yeah, the way you good. could think about it is like the chocolate's on there, but it's like sopping wet. Like it's not. <laughs> like, yeah, like it's not yeah. dried. Yeah. Yeah. Or like the level, or the, like the temperature you want it. Like some people like it frozen. So like maybe mm. like you know rare is like like cold. Like you know. Oh, true. Freeze. Yeah. Okay. They're they're good when they're cold. Kit Kats. Yeah. I yeah. guess if they were rare, they should be like um, a little bit melted, maybe. So they're, melted. Like they're dripping. And then if yes. they were well done, it'd be like frozen. Yeah, like, yeah. I'll go th- go that direction. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Uh-huh. Less drip. Less drip. Speaking of drip, <laughs> speaking of less drip, I got that uh, gonorrhea taken care of. <laughs> That's one of the things I did in the year 2000, which is bring it back to the year 2000. This is Dan and Bravo. Guys, I, you, I love you got this your, format. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You got your gonorrhea taken care of in 2000 when we were in like fifth grade? <laughs> yeah, I hit puberty early. <laughs> uh, great. Um, anyway, uh, maybe let's introduce ourselves and then talk about the difference this season with this show, with this format. 
so far, no difference. Uh, <laughs> uh, my name is presenter Brandon on the podcast Dan and Bray Presents. The format Dan and Bravo, that's what we're doing. I don't feel like explaining the difference because I'm not exactly sure what you want out of that message. So I will let you take care of that. Okay. I'm ready to go. Okay. Excited. Okay. Okay. Presenter number two here, presenter Danny. Uh, excited to get back into this format. Dan and Bravo, you know, Dave talked about it, the news magazine. I'd yeah. like to also mention, think of I Love the 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, don't subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't recommend it. I Love the 80s for VH1. I Love the 90s. Shows, coincidentally, that aired within this decade. That, for sure. Yeah. So that's like yeah. a little confusing to think about it that way. But think about what those shows did. They went back and they talked about a um, all pop culture items within a decade. They went year by year per episode. That's what we're doing with Dan and Bravo. Right. We're in season six. It's the 2000s decade, the, the, the aughts, right? 2000 to 2009 premiere episode of this format within this season we're covering 2000 the difference uh, what premiere episode of the season season six kind Uh, of are we i don't know i think it's the premiere episode i mean not board usually or is this first usually usually. dan and bravo comes before the music oh it's oh okay but hey you know um, yeah, we're recording stuff out of order, so maybe there's like an intro episode where we explain the season. Sometimes we do that. Right. Uh, but that might be just over video. Anyway, sure. Let's call this the premiere episode of season six. Welcome. Yes, welcome. And the difference with this show this season is we're, we're trying to do it a little shorter. <laughs> Off to a bad start, as yeah, Brandon sort of <laughs> pointed out. But we each cover individual segments of pop culture per year and we're each going to remove a different section that we normally cover each year not necessarily the same one each year but one of the the sections we normally do we're not going to do just to cut it a little bit short um and dave i don't know if you want to just like list maybe we will say individually what we each cover and then we'll say what we're not doing i don't know if we want to do that but that's that's the deal yeah we're giving this segment a little trim a little haircut snip 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 um and hair hey hair in the 2000s it changed so we're changing in the 2000s with our (laughs) trim of this format dave cologne presenter number three is me uh i cover the intros of the pod uh, welcome to Dan and Bravo, that type of thing. And I also cover uh, art, uh, uh, clothing, apparel, fashion, uh, p- politics, where are they now, and uh, celebrity gossip and sex, uh, yeah, and pleasure. So those are the topics I tend to, to gravitate and, and, and take hold of. But I do want to mention... This is a pop culture based uh, format, but we are barring music typically. Like we don't talk about the biggest songs of the year because we have a whole other format, uh, which we're bringing back this season, the board of bills, where we talk about the number one hits of like each year from the 2000s. So that's why we don't talk about music 
in depth for this format. This is like everything other than music, except for the like where are they nows, which is a little bit of music news. Yeah. So nice. And Brandon, what do you cover usually? Typically, movies. That's kind of always a staple. Then things that fluctuate: food, technology, Broadway, uh, books. Maybe like once in a blue moon. People that died, people that lived. <laughs> it's not people who were born that year. It's people that no. remained alive. Yeah. That year. Well, yeah or like they really <laughs> lived. Here's some people that yeah, they, they really yeah, lived. They, yeah, they really lived. Yeah. In a way, that is what we're doing. We're talking about a lot, you know. Yeah. Certainly, individuals who had a big year. You know. Um, True. Uh, yeah. If you're if you want to catch our eye, you have to live. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for that, Brandon. And presenter Danny, I'm back. I do the toys and games section for the year. Um, that includes video games. Um, it's like a subsection. Well, I'll get more into that later. Sports. I do the sports section. And then television. All things TV. You know, TV shows. You know, that sort of thing. Non-movies. Yeah. But... Maybe it's made for TV movie, dicey area, gray area. You know, mm-hmm. may, maybe that yeah. counts, right? You know, so, um, and then, as always, I'm also the weather, Dan. I talk about the weather. Um, those are <laughs> weather for the year. It's always a it's a good way to start the show. <laughs> All right, and then sometimes we talk about like where were we personally in the year uh, that we cover. Because we were all were alive in 2000. I'm not sure if we all lived the way Brandon's like saying, like, <laughs> did we really live in 2000? I'm not sure, but we were alive for sure. And uh, what grade were we? So this Dan? is this is end of fifth grade, beginning of sixth grade. So it's... Ah, middle school for me. Winter, spring, fifth yeah. grade, you know, s- summer, fall, winter... Uh, sixth grade. It's the, for, for the year, <laughs> yeah. for for the year two thousand. Um, actually, I'm happy. I'm happy you brought this up, Dave, because you know we're kicking off the season. You know, with this episode beginning this decade. I mean, the '90s started our you know love of you know all things you know music and all things pop culture. Not a music show. Sorry, I mentioned it, yeah. but I'm just saying. The 90s sort of kicked off our interest. This is the developmental. I mean, this is when we become te- right. teenagers. This is a huge, this is huge, this decade. I was just going to yeah. say, like, the line between the, 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 uh, the delineation point between fifth and sixth grade is to me like the hard line of independent thought, like, yeah. you know, like uh, creating your own opinions. It's that thin blue line. Like having cr- like real crushes yeah. and like flirting, like, like sixth real grade boners. was like the big, real, <laughs> yeah. Real gonorrhea getting taken care of. Sixth grade was the beginning of that. Right. Yeah. Maybe this happened for you guys in the nineties. Didn't really happen for me. Like the different, like separating from your parents and like what they like. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. yeah, right. This happens now. This happens this decade. I would say, yeah, kind of wow. like what I said. Independent thought, for- <laughs> right? Just yeah. piggy- piggybacking. I could piggyback. It's called a podcast. Piggyback. Not, not in sixth grade though. <laughs> not in sixth grade. <laughs> well, think about this. We start the decades as like 
tweens? Can you call it tweens when you're like 11 yeah. or 12? Absolutely. 11? That's yeah. what, it's, that's what so, it is. Yeah. yeah that's, tween? that's the definition of tween. Yes. And we end the decade in our 20s. Oh my God. That's like. It's insane. How big is that shoot? <laughs> the 2000s were everything about like the formation of, of us as a. As, a, as as people, but also we, I think we all met each other in this decade as well. Um, yes, <laughs> I think so. I mean, <laughs> oh, you're not, you're not, you're not sure, huh? <laughs> I gotta check a couple calendars, confirm the dates, but I believe so. A couple calendars, yeah. <laughs> maybe cross reference. Yeah, cross-reference. maybe all three of us were at the mall at the same time before that but like in the 90s yeah, yeah. like you it know like what's like one place all three of us would be at at the same time maybe ocean county mall yeah yeah maybe like i'm trying to think of like the highest Co- odds coconuts coconuts was ocean it, county mall i wasn't much of a coconuts guy didn't go there didn't go to coconuts okay but uh, the mall is as good of a guess as any. Maybe the movies, maybe movie theater, right? yeah yeah, yeah. that's like a the good brick the brick plaza like the brick yeah. like Yes, like a, yeah. possible. Target, I don't know. Target yeah. and brick, something like that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Caldor and brick. You guys remember Caldor? <laughs> That's it a, Caldor. It's a old store. I was thinking about this the other day, like old like retail stores that like uh, from like the nineties. Never mind. It's that is That's so 90s, specific. Man. I mean, I don't even know who that sort of conversation would would appeal to. We're talking about Ocean County, New Jersey stores in the '90s that aren't there anymore. <laughs> I, like, I guess the same audience that really enjoyed when we were just listing the TV channels on the one episode we did. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was this show. I think it was yeah. Anna Bravo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's get this thing back. Up. Let's get this thing on the rails. I think it's time to kick off, right? Yeah. Um, I am the weather, Dan, but I have some breaking news. What? The segment that I am eliminating only for this year. (laughs) Don't worry, I'll never eliminate it again for the rest of the decade. (laughs) It's the weather section. That's the one I won't be doing today. Yeah. Okay. You're not. Um, I know I probably should have kicked off not you know, the first episode, the decade. I thought we kind of said you weren't allowed to. No, we said we have to. We each have to remove a different <laughs> section. I'm removing the weather. Yeah, but it's, you couldn't. Right. I don't, I don't. You didn't have the option to remove the weather. I don't we, remember me that. And Brandon could be flexible with our stuff. There were tornadoes. So, so Dan, you're not going to talk about the Austrian cable car fire? <laughs> a cable car taking skiers up to a glacier in Austria catches fire in a mountain tunnel killing 156 people so you're not going to talk about that no this year. for the listeners not only am i dave brings up a good point not only am i weather dan i was a natural <laughs> disaster danny i think it was dan's astard or something like it, was <laughs> yeah. some, it was something like that natural like dan's astard a cable car yeah. fire is a natural disaster for sure <laughs> yeah uh, yeah Gonna talk about wow. plenty of okay. un- plenty of unnatural disasters of the year. Happy to talk about that. <laughs> but weather, Dan, pre- precipitation, and Dave all Dave has also referred to me as uh, the weather cocktease. Um, <laughs> not this episode. Okay. Sorry, but normally I do talk about the weather. I hate it. I hate doing it. Um, it'll be back though, maybe. 
So does that mean we go, we go back to, to, we go to Brandon. Brandon? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Highly unorthodox, uh, well, but it's a new millennium, so we got to get used to change. Got to get used to change. Dandin, dandin. But what doesn't change is if I talk about food, likely going to talk about something related to Taco Bell somehow. Uh, yes. It's always the easiest stuff to find. Instead of pulling up random clips on YouTube, though, I actually compiled a bunch of clips into uh, a nice little video package that'll be great to send. Oh, oh uh, fantastic. So Food 2000, we're in the new millennium. One table five guys, zero talent. My name is David, my friends call me G. One hungry young dog I'm me. I'm cool like a penguin, look like a tuxedo, so hook me up with my gooey and Chirito. It's gooey, it's gooey, it's your old friend and Chirito. Just 99 cents for a limited time. So just go these David, like... It's your birthday, go David, it's your birthday, huh? I remember this Taco Bell commercial. It's just uh, uh, a, a guy rapping at a table, Taco Bell table. Right. With uh, beatboxers, they were beatboxing. Beatboxers, beatboxing. Don't remember this one. No recollection. Yeah. I remember yeah, no it, recollection at all. Well, I remember it well. Trying to get a glimpse of the time, which connects this to the next one, which I guess there was a lot going on in this. Uh... Okay. What is this? So, the hop report. Yeah. <laughs> So there is a man being fed Taco Bell in the back of a limousine. It's supposed to be very sexy, but like Taco Bell is like the least sexy, least feeding. Like if 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 we're talking about like in in Dave's famous eight and a half clip, wouldn't be great. Wouldn't be great there. But so I like this like underlying kind of like hip hop thing that like Taco Bell has going on, like mm-hmm. especially with that like voiceover and the beat at the end. Oh, uh, it's uh, Kurt now Loader. And Kurt Loader. Well, Kurt Loader's pants. With Eminem. With Eminem at Taco Bell. Beach Chalupas are great. Beach Chalupas are good. Okay. Wow. I'll have the same. You saw this thing, this gay and lesbian anti-defamation organization. So the Marshall Mathers LP is the most offensive record they've ever heard in their life. The gay and lesbian references, I think, is is for the most part coming from the song Criminal. Homophobic. Now you just heterophobic. Staring in my jeans, watching my head of the cold. They listen to the end of the song. I said half the. I say I just make it up to make you mad. And I even go on to say, relax, guy, I like gay men. Relax, guy, I like gay men, right, kid? Give me an amen. Amen. I'm not here to try to justify anything that I say or do. People can make their own perceptions of it. Do you have gay friends yourself? Have you? Do I, personally? No, but (laughs) (laughs) I've met gay people. I've met gay people. I mean, (laughs) it's like... Like, like they get into this like discussion about his his homophobic content in his songs and his commentary on it. It's just really funny that it's all around. It's just happening outside of Taco Bell. The, out, like, the, the, the product <laughs> placement of the Taco Bell cups. The famous outdoor seating area at at, at Taco yeah. Bell's. At a Taco Bell, yeah. Taco Bell's um, like the place where you have these you know real conversations. <laughs> Yes, exactly, exactly. It's a perfect environment yeah. for for a topic like that, you know, to get into. I like that Eminem had a, like a, a backwards visor. 
That was kind of fun. Yeah, that's a look of the time yeah. for sure. Yeah, backwards visor. Yeah, yeah. bleach blonde hair, of course, too. Mm-hmm. God. Now another big thing. Now I actually had a hard time finding the origin of this. Now here's a commercial that aired in. 2000, okay? This is for McDonald's. At Mickey D's, the smiles are bigger than ever. Here's why. With our new Mickey D's dollar menu, we give you lots of great choices to make your own meal. Choose a mouth-watering McChicken sandwich. Or so the launch of the dollar menu. A crisp Huge. side salad, Huge. a world-famous French fries, Huge. and an really irresistible big deal. dessert. But yeah. here's the thing. Apparently, the national launch wasn't until 2002. The hell? And there were just like a few kind of local campaigns right. like maybe in more like metropolitan oh, areas sure okay. um but this is kind of like the beginnings of that rollout and um even though mcdonald's like kind of often was credited at making that happen first burger king wendy's they all had it before mcdonald's it's just mcdonald's really? kind of did a better job at like getting the name out right and, and especially nationally like making it work you know across all of their restaurants to make it, you know, ubiquitous. I think Wendy's, their issue is was naming. They named it the 99 cent plus one cent m- menu, <laughs> which was confusing. Was that true? Is that true? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> McDonald's, they were smart. Let's make it simple. A dollar menu, you know? It's everything. Right. The, and which like, now it's called like the value meal. Right, because like, yeah, now anymore. they only have a few things on it, and it's like then there's yeah. the $2 tier, the $3 tier. Right. And at the time, Taco Bell didn't need this menu. They had a number of items that were less than a dollar like uh, yeah. already. Uh, yeah. Like, yes, exactly. That's a great point because, yes, they were all cheap. Yeah. Yeah, every commercial that you've played on the show, they've all been like 79 cents or 99 cents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just Taco yeah. Bell just is, is supreme, is Chalupa supreme. Always, yeah. always. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and to close out this food commercial segment, we're going to stick on McDonald's for two reasons. I'm playing this one just because I think the product that they're advertising seems very much of the times and kind of funny to make it seem like it's very innovative. But then you'll see what the second reason is, or you'll hear what the second reason is as we go. What is that salad cup we're looking at? <laughs> okay, so here, yeah, so here, this is the thing. This is exactly it. Just pour on your favorite dressing, shake, and get dressing on every bite, making them surprisingly fun to eat. Oh, like a Madonna thing. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's wow. like a Madonna salad shaker. Wow, that's quite <laughs> Oh, this is excellent. Shaking up yeah. everything you know about salads? Did somebody say McDonald's? A worldwide Olympic partner. Oh Ray my of Light God! Meal, Ray of Light meal. There. <laughs> <laughs> light alternative. That makes yeah that that vibe that aesthetic that vibe makes so much sense there. Um, it's also very funny and stupid. Um, yeah, like pour your so the, so <laughs> for the shaker. for the listeners, it like looks like a icy cup, like you would get at right. a Seven yeah. Eleven. You just dump with a salad, salad stuff. in it. There's a dome lid, and you yeah. just put salad dressing and you shake it. Yeah, so it's like it's it's very funny. That kind of a that fun is, concept. Like, People like trying. Honestly, to, yeah, I don't. I don't get why they don't still kind of have it because it yeah. does make sense for on-the-go purposes. Totally. People trying to use a straw to eat it. like. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
this reminds me of a there was <laughs> there was an SNL sketch at this time, one of the SNL commercials, where it might have been a few years after this, but it was like these guys in like um, I want to say in like a skate park, but it was a commercial for just like this product that was just like lettuce and mayo in a bag. And like that's what they were eating on the go. It reminded me like this commercial reminded me very much of that. I forget. I think they were called like shredders or something, but it was just like shredded lettuce and like mayo oh mixed together. Like it was really funny. Um, it just reminded me of that. I think it was probably probably poking fun at you know, some of these ridiculous salad based fast food products. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's it for food. I cut out one of the commercials again, just even now, just trying to, you know, try to keep it slim. Last thing is like book related, but also food related kitchen, uh, confidential by Anthony Bourdain was released this year, which, you know, kind of skyrocketed him into the public eye. Um, so that's your quick book minute within the food section and, uh, an important figure that will see blossom in the two thousands. And it's a great book. Uh, so there you go. The food section, the food portion, that's your allotment of food. Very good. Giving, giving me a 2K toothache. 2K toothache. <laughs> <laughs> so good, that food. Not, nothing really sweet that you uh, showed us, but still. <laughs> the, I got issues with my teeth. The, the other, the other thing with the Taco Bell food always, and I may have even talked about this with some of the 90s commercials, um, it, the commercials always make the food look not 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 just better, but bigger. It's way bigger than they actually bigger. are. On the com- There's so much bi- oh, bigger yeah. in the commercial. Like You get right. the actual item at Taco Bell, they're usually pretty small. That, although that's yeah. kind of well, changed in it- recent years, but at the, like, I remember things that just felt tiny. Like well, You were smaller, yeah. though. You were smaller. <laughs> yeah. Dan, you were a kid back then, so of course it looked. Does that make sense? No, makes... things would be feel bigger <laughs> then. So no, wait, that does not make sense, Dave. You were bigger then. You were bigger then, and I was why. bigger then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, for my age, really shrunk. For my age, I was bigger then. Yes, I was a chubby, chubby little shit. Chubby big shit. Chub- big chubby shit. Big chubby shit. <laughs> um, I was. T-shirt and the swim. I was flush. I was t-shirt the swim. This is peak t-shirt and swimming pool era for me. Not good. Right. Not great. I haven't uh, taken my shirt off for the pool since. <laughs> what t-shirt concert? Concert. Con- concert. concert? <laughs> what t-shirt <laughs> concept? What is it? What t-shirt? What t-shirt concept? Concept. <laughs> Competition. I I found it in three. like um, presenter number three, like the host in three. The host of like a spring break show was like, yeah, we're doing like a wet t-shirt concept here. Like, <laughs> it's all like kids in their chubbier kids wearing t-shirts in the pool. It's like an yeah, an art like an art like an art um, not exhibit. What's the word? Uh, insula- like an art installation, installation. that's, that's installation. spring break based. Yeah, it's like a mm-hmm. what t-shirt concept. Okay. Um, <laughs> dan, 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 dan. Welcome to the toys and games section with your host, Little Kid Danny. I'm back. Hey, Little Kid Danny. Hey. Even though I'm a little kid, I have a I have a daughter now. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, babies making babies. I'll get her to host this segment in five years. I, I don't. 
<laughs> um, little Kid Danny back. Um, yeah, Little Kid Danny here. Um, and first, within the Toys and Games section, we are returning to Toy Dad. Toy Dad. Toy Dad. So, the first toy... It's an interesting name for it, but I mean, every resource I went to, this was the number one seller, the biggest, kind of, uh, calling it a toy is a little strange, but I mean, this is the biggest selling item of the year. I'll give you guys a clue. This could also maybe fall within my sports section, too. What do you think this is? Oh. Um, uh, Nerf? Nerf, Nerf ball, Good guess. Nerf f- football, or I feel like I had like I had like a light bulb moment, but then I don't remember what I thought. Like I don't know what I thought it was. Like for a second, I thought I knew exactly what you were talking about. It's a toy that is sports related. I wouldn't. It's weird to call it a toy, but I mean, it's it's the you go to a toy a Toys R Us any retail store. This is the biggest selling item of the year, like without question. And as soon I as I say a helmet? it, a helmet. As soon as I Maybe. say it, you're gonna you're gonna be like, oh, of course. Oh, is it skateboard? Uh, okay, razor scooter. Ra- oh, tech ra- deck. Dave got tech it. Deck. Dave got it. The razor scooter. That's it. Uh, razor scooter. Razor scooter. Um, yeah. So we'll watch uh, this commercial here for Razor Wheel television commercial from 2000 from Sharper Image. Hmm. Is your scooter tough enough for this? Sharper Image Wheelie Razor is the hottest thing on two wheels. Don't be left out, and don't throw your money away on cheap imitations. If you want to have real fun, you better have the scooter that can handle it. How are you going to do wheelies without a wheelie bar? Sharper Image is the only place you can get the authentic original wheelie razor, color-coordinated grips, matching non-skid surface, and the exclusive wheelie bar for better control and advanced tricks. Every order comes with a free $19 custom carrying case. Call now and be sure to ask for two-day shipping and a free set of lighted wheels worth $24 for a total extra value of over $40. You know the drill. Now get the thrill. If it doesn't say Sharper Image, you didn't get the real deal. Be sure to ask about our free lighted wheels and two-day shipping. Call 1-800-441-2400. I wanted to make sure to get to like the ending like card at the end of those commercials where you know it shows like what number to call yeah. and stuff like just classic stuff um so they they went into it um in this commercial already and there's another commercial i want to show you guys just because it's very weird retail cost every time i look this up it it gave like a pretty broad range so i didn't get like a specific cost because it where do you what do you guys think this costs if you remember like the retail price of the razor scooter I I mean on the infomercial it said three payments of thirty three dollars and thirty three cents so like so, that's a hundo so yeah so that's I was gonna say yeah. like okay fifty nine was my guess but I guess that's a little cheap so like it started there like like the range I kept seeing everywhere was ninety nine dollars to one hundred and forty nine dollars for this for the razor scooter expensive expensive yeah. item but a hot item it's gear yeah um, yeah did you guys have one uh, I. Didn't have the wheelie one, I don't think, but I did have a razor, and uh, <laughs> I didn't like it. And it it okay. is the ankle killer. Yeah. Oh. Like, oh yeah. Like anytime I would try to do something, just 
takes out your ankles. The uh, oh, it's like I hate. That's a bad pain. Like any yeah trick you would try and do, like the thing where you would like try and swing it around and land back on it. It would it would the just, metal just, would just crush your ankle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, chop at yeah. your ankle. Um, yeah. yeah, chopping. It sucked. Um, I had one. I had a knockoff. You had one. I I didn't have oh, a razor. What was, what was I yours? Had, I don't remember the name of it, but I, I definitely got it like a couple years later, and it was just like a cheaper not razor. It was just like a throw that knockoff in the trash. Yeah, <laughs> I think eventually I did. I think eventually I did. Yeah, you did have a razor scooter. Oh no, you, threw you it, eventually threw it in the yeah. trash. <laughs> okay. Um, I did not have a razor scooter, but as I said, I hit puberty early. I did have a razor, <laughs> just shaving razor, <laughs> dropping down that mustache. I bet that, that was fun for you having like. I did have a mustache kind of early around this time. I I had I didn't a, shave I until early. until uh, I don't know eighth grade maybe. Yeah, I, it was like kind of an embarrassing thing. Like I right. remember being like my and then like my like being like mom I need to shave and she was like no it's too early. I yeah I would sometimes like wear a band aid on my upper lip. Was embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> Like you know how Nelly had like the the bandage yeah. over the pimple, apparently. Upper lip. You would wear it straight across, wow. like. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> stiff, stiff upper lip. Oh man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. That's a really brutal look. That's terrible. <laughs> um, so funny. So. W- <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, that's enough about Dave's weird ass puberty stuff. Um, <laughs> with so in the first six months of the razor being on the market, uh, over five million scooters were sold, and it was named Toy of the Year uh, in two thousand one. But it came weird. out to, came out in two thousand. Um, it's weird that it's a kind of categorizes a toy. It's not really a toy. I I know, but it's. It's interesting, yeah, because it's now included in like all X game stuff. Like, you know, you see yeah. like Well, I was just gonna say too, that's all it's also had like a big resurgence now. Like it's it's more popular and I think used probably to like it's in like what it was intended to now. Right. Don't you think like scooters are not they're kind of like looked down upon like in the tier of like extreme Oh, of course. Yeah. Wheel yeah, but I think it's a Gen Z things. thing now of like, kind of rebelling like against like and right. being like this is good. this is actually cool. <laughs> you probably rank it like skateboard is the coolest, then like bike, and then maybe even like rollerblades before Razor scooter. Yeah, I think I think like inline rollerblading used to probably have higher status, but now I maybe the scooters as as uh, risen above. Okay, Dan, go ahead. If you're out with friends and somebody's riding a bike and you're with them on the scooter, you're having a hard time keeping up. Uh, I mean, yeah. that's like a too much of a workout. Like it's not like it's you need to be among other scooterists. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's so it's tough. Um, even rollerblades, I mean, they're going to be moving quicker than you are. Right. So, and I this this other Razor, it's called a Razor Samurai scooter commercial. Uh, also from the year 2000 that I found with the launch of the Razor. I want to play for you guys. Oh. 
So Razor, choose your weapon, it said yeah, so, at the end. So that showed like it was playing like drum and bass uh uh music, <laughs> but it um it showed two samurai fighting but using Razor scooter <laughs> as their weapon. Um, like they were nunchucks or something. Right. Like just whipping them around. Yeah. Do they want you to do that with the scooter? I wasn't right. clear. Very. Um, <laughs> is that what yeah, the so use is? It was a weird, uh, weird choice, I would say. <laughs> but I want to show you guys that because what makes it's a samurai? Odd, what makes it dangerous? Like what makes that different than any other Razor scooter? Like why is it called samurai? Well, no, the commercial is just called samurai. I'm sorry. I don't know. Like it, it was oh, just like another oh, commercial for oh, the Razor scooter. Yeah. Sorry. I'm I thought sorry. It was, yeah, like a samurai a like model. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. I don't think so. No, I think it was just another commercial for it. Uh, just a different angle. I think because the term razor maybe sounds like a like a sword. So like that's the idea. Right. Like, right. Okay. Um, I like it. So that's that. Okay. Moving on. Um, I always like to talk about the Happy Meal toy at McDonald's. What was the biggest one each year? Um, Happy Meal toys always have felt like a big deal in my childhood and a lot of American children's childhood, maybe globally as well. Yeah. I heard that McDonald's is really, is really big in France. Um, According to my French friend, they said it's bigger in France than in, than in America. Okay. So McD's. the big, sorry, sorry. the big one, <laughs> that's what they call it. McD's. Okay. Good. Okay. McD's. <laughs> The big Happy Meal toy in the year 2000 was the Emperor's New Groove toys. I have oh. I have that here. This these are what they kind of oh. looked like. Uh, it's like all the characters from the Emperor's New Groove. Uh. So that was a big deal this year. They like um really, uh, uh like adopted the shitty animation style for those toys. <laughs> the toys like have that weird shape. Is it sh- of, is it shitty? That the movie Wait. did. Wait, but a the- <laughs> Wait, what, why what? wouldn't they? <laughs> why wouldn't they make them look like the characters? Yeah, what? <laughs> like, like, uh, <laughs> like, oh, wow, they really made them look like the characters. <laughs> oh, man, they really, yeah, they really did it, huh? <laughs> uh, they really did their jobs, I guess, huh? Now, Dan, I wonder if Brandon feels like a little slighted because you, this is a food, this is quasi food related and this is quasi movie related. So it's the what the eleventh the, the, the eleventh the eleventh time we've done this uh, <laughs> this format. You're bringing this up now. The hubris of of you Danny always walk a little too dangerously close for my liking, Dan. <laughs> um, I would prefer I would prefer you just show the picture. Don't say the name of the the fran- like the you know where to, <laughs> what the toy comes from. Don't refer to it. Don't say what restaurant it's from. Thank you. <laughs> you got it. Um, great. Okay. You guys like Emperor's New Groove, by the way? And do you ever get that toy? It's one of the least familiar I am with, like, the, the animated, like, Disney from that era. I think I only saw it once. I don't really remember much. Me too. Yeah. Only one time. I just Never remember seen the it. big guy and the little guy and it's then the da- David Spade, right? Is yeah the emperor? No, it's like the yeah yes who turns into the emperor turns into what is it like a goat or something? A, a llama <laughs> or something? Yeah, a llama. Yeah. yeah. I think I was out on uh, like Disney movies 
with Tarzan and I think Tarzan was like the one I was like I, I'm the br- I've, mm-hmm. I'm beyond this I'm beyond Disney cartoons yeah right Pixar is popping off it's like I'll watch I'll yeah. watch the Pixar stuff so I always like to talk about just popular um, board games that are released in each year so quickly the one that came up on a few different articles I saw is called Carcassonne I think that's how you say it named after mm-hmm. a town in medieval Whoa. France German tile-based game from Klaus Jurgen. I don't know how to say this. Read. Oh, we, there's a. You could see a McDonald's on that map. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, speaking of France. Big in yeah, France. Yeah. yeah. Big in medieval France. Too. <laughs> right. It's a. You can see this board. It's like a medieval landscape. Um, it's like littered with McDonald's. Like, yeah. <laughs> So the terrain, the tiles are placed until the last one has been laid by completing cities, roads, and fields. Players earn points. The player with the most points is the winner. Honestly, it looks pretty boring. Um, <laughs> it's um, like, oh, okay. they're going to love this board game about a, a town in medieval France. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, this was like, it would be cool if this was, were the tiles of your bathroom floor, though. It's tile-based. That would be sick. Yeah. Ooh. As a, like, design... I dig it. As a game, it might be a, a snoozer. <laughs> um, all right. I I got a lot more. Like, really? Get, yeah. Yes. I go into video games now. Yes. Okay. Can't exit. Can't exit any year without talking about video games. All right. Get to it. Really? What do you? Uh, just talking about razor scooter? <laughs> okay. Moving on. Razor scooter. Your section, Dave. No, this is toys and games that are big each year. Right. One game, please. One video game, please. I can't. There's no way. <laughs> There's no way. The biggest thing I would say, like, forget Razor Scooter. Forget Razor Scooter. We're moving on. Okay. We're exiting Toy Dand. I don't know if I'm going to go back to Toy Dand. <laughs> we'll see. We're moving on. The biggest thing for kids to release in the year 2000, it's PlayStation 2. Let's not kid ourselves. It's PlayStation mm-hmm. 2. That comes out in 2000. Mm-hmm. Whoa. In Japan, though. I don't know. Because the ads start in 2000. I think so. No, I think yeah, US it I, gets released. Like a, like a respectful uh, presenter, the biggest thing in my technology research was the, the PlayStation 2, and I said, I'm not even going to touch that. Oh, because it's really a game thing. Thank you so okay. much, Brandon. Um, maybe, maybe it was end of 2000. It was end of, two, end of 2000. Okay, so also, um, I wanted to play this. I was really hoping to get the got to get a gotcha moment there. Sorry about that. I, I, I yeah, gotcha I, I, yeah, I know. You, yeah, but even if it was released in Japan, I talk about that every year. Also, I always yeah, talk true. about big games that it was Japan first. I talk about that every year. So nice try, you're right, Dave. You're right. You don't even deserve this when I'm about to play. <laughs> you don't deserve this. I thought of you. And Brandon, but I thought really? of you with what I'm about to play. Yeah, this is a commercial okay, for the PlayStation 2, directed by David Lynch. Whoa, okay. Yeah, it's sick. It's very weird. Playing it now. <laughs> Looks like they're returned. <laughs> the same, like, graphics are... <laughs> yeah. Where are we? Wow, oh, his head comes off. 
This is insane, Dan. Yeah. Well, not because it's like. Welcome to the third place. Welcome to the third place. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so it's almost like the what's it called? The red room or the the, the lodge, black lodge? Yeah. <clears throat> the like Dan, if that was in if that was in Twin Peaks: The Return, like you wouldn't flinch. Like like he. He ripped himself off, basically. Yeah. <laughs> he ripped himself off. This is <laughs> I figured that was the case, so I wanted you guys to confirm that. Okay. All the ideas in the return laid out here. Love it. So it was a, like a, a like a human with like a duck head at the end says, this is the third space. And then it says PS2, like logo at the end of it. Um, hard to explain wow. to the audience, but what happens before that, it's like a, it's very David Lynch. It's, he's, there's a guy walking down like a dark hallway, but it's like in space. It's unclear, yeah. Yeah, it's black and white. Yeah. All black and white. He's wearing like a suit and tie, like black suit and tie. Um, and his head in. comes off, but it like floats. Um, okay. Wait. <clears throat> Interesting though. PS2, third place. I was just going to say that. Third, third space. Wow. It came in third for best-selling consoles this year. Um, Whoa. Oh, I thought that's what you were alluding to. It. I thought that's what you were alluding no, to. No, no. So they predicted it? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Place, the original PlayStation and Game Boy Color both beat it out in terms of sales for its entry year. Uh-huh. So, Dave, I'll bet it it probably did come out later in the year for, like, Christmas time. Like, that's what, I, what yeah. I'm guessing. That would make sense. Um, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. So, um, with video games, the, the best-selling game globally, uh, now we're talking about all systems, Pokemon mm-hmm. Gold and Silver, huge this year. Um, you know, is that on Game Boy? Yeah, for Game Boy. Well, and Game Boy Color primarily is what people are still using. That's Pokemon Gold and Silver, Silver second generation. You know of the Game Boy games. Uh, right. Crystal was was released, but that's only in Japan this year. So it's Gold and Silver in the U.S. Wow. Crystal was like the yellow to blue and red. Crystal was like the improvement on Gold and Silver, if you want to call it an improvement, where they add Ooh. other stuff. Like, but it's like the same game. Wow. So do they like take this from Patron? Like, isn't that like a <laughs> Like a tequila thing, gold and silver. <laughs> uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> gold and silver only really a thing that pops up in tequila. <laughs> I did not play any Pokemon after first gen. I did not. Me neither. I never, I played, never did. Well, I played yeah. Pokemon Snap. Me too. On N sixty four. Yeah, correct. But that's still that's all the original Pokemon though. That's no. Yeah, that's yeah. original oh, okay, one fifty okay. though. Gotcha. Um, that's, all, that's what I'm gotcha, saying. Yeah. Like, gotcha. I don't know any Pokemon in like that. I guess technically, like Togepi would have you been too? a part of that because Togepi was on the show yeah. early on. Hmm. Right. So, but besides that, I don't know. That's the best selling game, but the highest grossing, so just most money made, is actually still Pokemon <laughs> Yellow. That's like okay. So most units, gold and silver, most money, yeah. Pokemon Yellow, Gross. grossest. Um, <laughs> and then some of the highest rated games, according to Metacritic and game rankings that were released this year. We've talked about this a lot. We talked about the soundtrack a lot, specifically the Butt Rock Show. Tony mm-hmm. Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two for PlayStation is this year. You know, yes, Papa Roach, Blood Brothers, Rage Against the Machine, Gorilla Radio, Power Man Five Thousand. Bring the noise, Dave. Uh, Anthrax and Chuck D. Public Enemy and Anthrax. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, huge game. That was a game I played a lot. Wow. Uh, you have Perf- Perfect Dark for N sixty four. Another big one this year. That was a big yeah. one. You had to use the um, the expansion pack thing. 
Uh, you had to put a little like thing in your N64. Oh yeah, I it, know what you're talking about. It was more um, a bigger game, like, yeah. next level with the with the graphics. Yeah. Okay. And the hard drive, um, whatever, whatever the terms are. <laughs> they really ripped you off. You had to buy like separate memory cards for PlayStation yes. to save games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also what you had to off? buy like there was a pack to save games. I think with N64 too for certain games. Yep. Um, yeah. And then you have NFL 2K1 for Sega Dreamcast. You mm-hmm. have Legend of Zelda uh, Majora's Mask for N64. Cool. Uh, Final Fantasy IX for PlayStation. And then the, on- the only uh, PS2 release on this list what for is? the highest rated games for PS2 was SSX. It was the only game, I guess, on the list. What of was highest. that? Like, SS- remember SSX X? Tricky? This is just SSX, the snowboarding game. Snowboarding? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, and also like Paper Mario 64. Paper Mario for N64 is, is this year, high-rated high game. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then one other notable re- release I wanted to mention wasn't on the highest-rated list, but still notable release for sure is, uh, is The Sims. For uh, for PC. Oh, I love The Sims. Yeah. So this is a commercial Damn. for the original Sims in 2000. Mm. Lovable, unpredictable, programmable. It's The Sims. Hey there, sport. What's all the racket? It's fusion, Daddy. The key to a cleaner, burning fuel resides in this. You're a f- moron. You know that, right? Huh. When you create the characters and design the surroundings, anything's a possibility. The Sims. It's a new game every day. It's kind of a funny commercial. Um, yeah. They they did a uh, like a nineteen you know sixties or fifties like sitcom style. Right. But then there's like a looks like a like vision style. Yeah, it'll be like an eighties rocker in the commercial, and then they bleep out a curse that the kid says. Where he's like, they censor him saying, "You're a, you know, you're a fucking idiot," and they but they said it, they censor it. That's something they would have to do in the the sixties too for sitcoms. <laughs> uh, right. Um, okay, so that's that's the toys and games section. That's toys and games with little kid Danny. That's everything. Cool. All right. I love it. Thanks, little kid Danny. With that, it's time for me to take over. You want to go visual? Or you want to go emotional? I'll let you pick. Let's go emotional. emotional. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the, the best return of all time. It's the celebrity gossip and sex section featuring the game we all love to play on the pod and at home. It or Split wow, 2K Edition. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to name a couple of couples. And it's up to Dan and Brand to tell me, did this couple it it off this year? Did they get together with a marriage or a proposal? Or did they split it off this year? Divorce or friendly breakup? What happened? We'll find out on It or Split 2K edition. First couple. And who's up first? Is it Brandon? Sure. Come on down, Brandon. Uh, here we go. First couple. Let's see. Who do we do first? Okay. How about this? Um, Backstreet Boys member 
Kevin Richardson, and Kristen Willits. Kevin Richardson of the Backstreet Boys, BSB, and Kristen Willits. Um, Kristen Willits, yeah, Kevin, he's tall. Yes. He left the group when they did the reunion. He did? Yeah, but then he, like, came back. Okay. Uh, at one point, um, I remember, like, hoping that the guy, the other guys liked him because he seemed like the odd one out for some reason. I'm going to say because of that, that he got married. Right. You're saying that maybe he was a little bit the odd man out, but he found a place, a true place and home with this person, Kristen Willits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that line of thinking, but I... I... <laughs> Wait, does Dan answer? Yeah, of course, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, go ahead. All right, well, I was going to say split, but no, I know that's not it. <laughs> how do you know yeah, that? I just we, said ye. <laughs> we compete against each other, Dave. That's how they should, like, how else would the show work? I thought Brandon goes and then you go. I thought that was that, too. I think you're maybe thinking of oh, Stumpy I'm, wait, and Dumpy, wait, 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 but wait, maybe wait, I'm wrong. Wait. I don't know. I generally don't remember. Now I'm now I'm confused. I, I was so confident it's both of us going, but now. I think it's, I give one to Brandon and then I give one to you. I think. This is another. Uh... Well, we we always alternate. Yes, we definitely right. alternate. That that you're right about. But whether or not. No, uh... because isn't it? No, see, am I thinking of Stumpy and Dumpy now? Um, hmm. No, I think we both go. I right, really, we'll I really go. think we both well, go. For this this time, we'll both go. I'll re-listen to the original ones and see how it worked. All right, and then we can do yeah. that moving forward. You better not lie about what you find. <laughs> Why would I lie? <laughs> to prove me wrong. <laughs> Believe me, I don't have to and do this to I have prove a hi- me wrong. I have a <laughs> I have a history of lying. You could, you know, you could edit it. You could just you could just do the whole gag again. Right, um, right. I was going to say split, but I guess it's it. I don't know how you knew that. I just said the word ye, which is not even a word. <laughs> but uh yeah, it was it was a it. <laughs> ye, it wasn't it. Uh, Backstreet Boys member Kevin Richardson, 28 at the time, and Kristen Willis was 29, and they did it at Lee's County's Cathedral Domain in Kentucky. <laughs> and even though it was his own wedding, Kevin's three coast best men, Nick, Brian, and AJ, exchanged lead vows, vow, vows with his bride-to-be, sadly regulating Mr. Richardson to backing vows. So... He didn't get to shine in his, at his own wedding. Very sad. Okay. True story. I was wrong. I remember now. <laughs> I was wrong. I remember now. I was wrong. Oh, you were because wrong? Because I'm remembering the sound effects. I'm remembering the sound effects that Dave uses when you're right, when you're wrong, the edits okay, in, yeah, in the yeah, show. Okay, yeah. the sound effects. They're not, they're not here right now. Yeah. I remember, like, you say it to, like, Brandon, and then if he's right, like, like the... Like, there's no way to do the sound effect thing if it's right. both of us answering. Right. That's right. what helped me. So Dave's editing saved the day. So I guess I give Dan a point, too, even though he doesn't deserve it. You can maybe negate a point. Maybe, like, give me a negative one. Okay. okay. I'll just give you a zero, and then Brandon will get the point for this. Okay. All right. This well, round. I, okay. I'll go now. My bad, though. My bad. By the way, that was on June 17th, 2000. 
uh, 2000. Yeah. Okay, so now we go up to Dan. How about a little bit of Academy Award-winning actress Angelina Jolie and and actor, musician, Billy Bob Thornton? Oh. Was this an inter-split, very controversial couple? Yeah. Did they get together or... Right. Infamous either way. Out of each other this year. They're in Pushing Tin together. I want to say that's how they met. I think that's how they met. I could be wrong. But I know they're in that together. I'll say it. It this year? Yeah. Big couple. One of the biggest couples of our lifetimes. Are you sure? No, but I think it's too early for a split. 2000 is early. Okay. I'm giving you the option. He's saying yes, but what does the truth say? The truth says it wasn't it. She was 24. He was 44. And it all went down at the little church of the West Wedding Chapel in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, Immediately after the love-filled ceremony, the paparazzi requested the freaky twosome vial for the camera. Vial. (laughs) Those little vials of blood. Yeah. So... Yeah, because she was with Johnny Lee Miller before that, like, and they were in like hackers. I think she was together. with her brother before that, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Just kidding, you know. Well, that's what people said at the time, right? Wasn't she like making out with her or brother? Like, yeah, or something like something like that. It was something weird. Yeah. Wow. Before Brad Jelena, Brand Jelena, there was Billy Bob and Jolie. That was a wild time. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, Brandon, you're up next. I know you like this celebrity, so I wonder if you know about their love life. Let's see. Cusack? Olymp- <laughs> no. Okay. Close, though. <laughs> Olympic figure skater Christy Yamaguchi and Carolina Hurricanes ice hockey player Brett Hedican. I like these people. Yeah, what? <laughs> Don't you like Yamaguchi? <laughs> I mean, no. Like, I mean, I don't okay. dislike her, but like, I don't have like an affinity for her. What are you? What are you pulling this from? I feel like I've heard him say Yamaguchi a lot on this program. Maybe he's just aware of who she is, and I thought that was a yes. I'm aware of yeah. <laughs> okay. We, I think we. She did come up on the show in some capacity. I don't remember why. Um, the Olympics, but, but I, I do. I think right. Winter Olympics. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, Yamaguchi and uh, uh, Carolina, uh, whatever that uh, team was. Hurricanes. Um, And what was it? Brett. uh, Brett. Hedekan? Higget. Hedekan? Heineken? Yeah, Heineken. I guess. I don't know. Yamaguchi was like after the like. Michelle Kwan and Tara Lipinski. So I'm going to say maybe she split because she was too busy. <laughs> right. I don't know. You think this might be like her her career era and it was yeah hard to keep a relationship together while she's like soaring. Yeah. In her career. Well, mm-hmm. I like that idea. Sadly, it's not. It was not the case. Sadly, they got married that year. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, July 8th of that year. She was 28. He was 29. 
uh, older man. And um, it happened at the Mauna Lani Resort in Kona, Hawaii. And I think deciding to fulfill their nuptials among the Hawaii's famous volcanoes was a great way for the two respective rink frequenters to really break the ice. You know? (laughs) Get in a hot climate. They're always in ice-cold climates, you know, for their jobs. So it was probably great to get away. Can we get bigger (laughs) celebs for this game, Dave? (laughs) Christy Yamaguchi was a household name. I want bigger celebs. I don't like it. All right. right, You want bigger? You want to go big? No, I'm kidding. Let's go fucking big. Ready? Give me Billy Bob Caliber again. And I'll give you. I'll give you big. How Are about had- this? Live with Kelly and Michael, executive producer Michael <laughs> Gelman, <laughs> and CBS's early show correspondent Lori Hibbard. <laughs> oh, now we're talking. I'm um, giving you the biggest names. Gel- Gelman was a big figure. He was. Regis would always. Regis would always cut to Gelman. Um, I'll, I'll say it. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Intuition brings him to it, and he's right. Nice. Another marriage. Yeah. They got married uh, on June 10th, a lot of summer weddings so far, at a Long Island estate, and Gelman got his bride to marry him by saying, let me be the executive producer of Live. With me and my love for you. <laughs> Live with like an explanation point. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, um, all right. We're cutting the shit out for this. So I think it's 2-1, right? Two, Brandon has one. Yeah. Dan has two. Let's get the big names out there. Titanic producer-director James Cameron. Wow. And actress Susie Amos. Oh. You want big? Biggest fucking name in 2000 right now. I don't even know about director. this one. Wait, yeah, so was she the one married in, a lot. in the movie? She, wasn't he married yeah, to somebody? She's the one. Yes. Is she the old the lady? One, she is the daughter. No, she. <laughs> <laughs> the daughter of the old lady. The daughter, yes. Yeah. Or the um, granddaughter? The granddaughter, maybe? Might the granddaughter. Grand, yeah. Might be granddaughter, yeah. yeah. In the so, present time, who like interacts with yeah. Bill? Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. Yeah, and the and like the Bruce Lanch looking guy, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> the big fat guy. Yeah. I mean, this. I'm gonna be like really confused if it's not it because I. They're pretty sure they're still together because he left to he left. I think I, I don't remember if there was someone before Linda Hamilton, but then he kind of uh, you know segued from Linda Hamilton to Catherine Bigelow. And then after Catherine Bigelow, it was, uh, maybe I'm getting the order of those two wrong, but then it was Susie Amos, and then he left her for the ocean. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, I'm pretty sure we're still together. It, yeah. It? Yeah. Okay. You're right. It wasn't it. Another marriage was, uh, Cameron was 45. Susie Amos was 38. It went down in Malibu. And the Titanic director's guests enjoyed hitting the iceberg lettuce. (laughs) Served as the only hors d'oeuvre during the cocktail portion of the wedding. So, 
fun little fact. That's not true. So we're where are we at now? Two, 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 two. Tied. Yep. What about Dave? Oh. What about um, when when they asked James Cameron how he how could he possibly afford this wedding? He said, "Oh, I maxed out my credit cards." <laughs> what do you think about that? What do you think about I, that? Could that be in your I segment? Like that. that could be. That's something that would be in your segment. Yeah. I think something like that. It would be in my segment. Yeah, yeah. it would be in my segment. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um. Dan, you can take the lead here with this important coupling or decoupling. Let's ride. Okay. Actress Demi Moore <laughs> and actor Bruce Willis. Oh, man. Gotta be split. Gotta right, be... I don't know about that. <laughs> Unless there's like a got back together, or, you know, like broke up already and then got back could be a trick there no nah, i'm gonna say split split all right are you sure no <laughs> okay never well, you're sure. right okay. you're right you're sure she was 37 at the time he was 45 and due to irrecon- irrecon- irreconcilable dif- differences uh after 13 years of marriage they had to say no more um, the striptease star channeled her inner stripper when she removed Willis from her life like he was a sexy article of clothing. <laughs> October 18th, divorce. Wow. All right. So, <laughs> Dan's now in the lead, but Brandon, yeah. you can tie it all up here with his final, <laughs> final one I got here. Okay. And this might be the biggest name of all 2000. Wrestler Stone Cold Steve Austin and WWF at the time, Diva Debra uh, Marshall. I believe she was Miss Debra. Um, it. 2000. It. It? He stunned her with a ring. She pinned him down. Pinned him down at the little white chapel. She did. It's a tie game, and it's going to end that way. Uh, he was 35. She was 40. Um, September 13th, end of summer wedding. And for guests, the revelation that Steve was such a warm and welcoming wedding host was the biggest stone-cold stunner Austin ever pulled <laughs> off. Nice. <laughs> All right. That's it for Celebrity Intersplit. It was a tie game. We love that in sports. That's always fun to see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're big ended. soccer fans here. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. in a tie. Hey, tie the knot. We like ties here. So, uh, or True. ties you would wear at a, you know, yeah. a formal event, like a wedding or a divorce proceeding. So we love this type of shit on uh, this segment. I'm going to kick it on over to. My boy Brandon. But I got to pee. But I got to pee. I was going to fill my water when Brandon was going to pee. So, Dan, you take it over. Talk about what life was like in 2000. Maybe I should check on Sarah, my daughter. Good time to do that. Bye.
All right. Oh, Dan's missing. Lost. Dan, Dan, Dan. Dan. You good, Dan? Yeah. All right. We're gonna go to the movies. Um, so, 2000. Movies are always tough, depending on what we talk about, because if you go Oscars, you know, it's a little bit more 99-centric, just because of the way that Oscars work. You know, we do the box office, but it's a really important... I mean, 99 is one of the most... We talked about it, like, how many giant movies came out in that year, but 2000 is really no different in terms of influence, and we'll talk about the influence in a second, but just to kind of uh, paint the landscape just a little bit here. Anybody want to guess what the number one picture of the year 2000 was? It's about grossing. Yes, this is box office. Top uh, five grossest. films. Gladiator? I, I know, I have an idea for one. Gladiator. No? Okay, uh, Gladiator, Gladiator is number two in terms of grossing. Number two. So, great guess. Gladiator. 2000. Think of the landscape. Think of the time. Think of the movie stars. Uh, did... Nah, I think it's too early. Too early for Lord of the Rings, I think. What? Too early for Lord of the Rings. What dreams may come? (laughs) Uh, no, I think maybe even actually a year late for that, and I don't think that did well. Uh, maybe like... (laughs) No? Okay, um... Like Toy Story 2, or like... Twist, that's that's 99. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, is there a Bugs Life? No, it's too late. That happened already. Okay, so in the in the top five, meet the parents. Meet the parents. Meet the parents is number seven. Good guess. Successful movie. Okay. In good the guess, top five, guess. two big mo- two of the biggest movie stars, and they share a name. Oh wait, I- Tom and Tom. Uh, Castaway. Tom, Tom and Tom. And Tom. Castaway. Tom and Tom. Castaway is number three. Oh. Mission Impossible 2? Mission Impossible 2, number one. Oh. One. Wow, two is one. Still haven't seen that yep. one. Have never seen two. Uh, wow. There's some good stuff in it, but it's the worst one. Um, MI2, right. number one. Two, Gladiator. Three, Castaway. Number four, uh, a man who lights, who likes his women's body parts with... Uh, Baking ingredients. What woman want? Yes. <laughs> sugar tits. Old sugar tits. Mel Gibson. Uh, <laughs> Doctor T and the woman. Let me think. Uh, no, you were right. What are you talking about? Oh, that's right. Yeah. What woman want? Well, I was right. That, I was just so number I said, four. You got it. Yeah, that was a very wow. successful movie. Yes. Dang, I was just uh, Helen Hunt. Riffing. Good riff. Helen okay, Hunt. Uh, yep. What was number, number five? five you're not going to get it. It's like a, it's animated, but it was like the next step in evolution of animation, what they were trying to do. Um, oh, like is chicken, it Disney? Chicken, is it Disney? Like chicken, chicken little, run. chicken it is, run, chicken run. It's dis, it's Disney, but it, no opposite direction Al- in terms of animation. Atlantis? Like think like realism. No, Atlantis is a pretty good guess. Yeah, um, it did come Emperor's out this year. New I think. Groove. We, we uh, that was this year, though. Johnny Quest, like that show that looked like 3D. Remember, <laughs> remember that? No, no. <laughs> dinosaur, dinosaur, dinosaur. Yes. Oh that yeah. Is it. Yes. I saw that in theaters. Uh, yeah. I saw that in theaters. Dinosaur. Yep. Yeah. Dinosaur. 
Christmas so song. So yeah, that's kind of that's the <laughs> theme song for that so, movie. Yeah. The, so yeah, the biggest. <laughs> 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 they should have used that yeah, yeah they should have pre-written that so actually the most like bankable star and just because of what was in the box office the year before and carrying over Bruce Willis was actually kind of the highest grossing star of the year wow um, especially because of like Sixth Sense and The Kid Armageddon yeah. still yeah. carried over from two years prior like from 99 and like all this stuff so like he's hot off his divorce too hot <laughs> off his divorce um, needed so it so he's gonna need that now <laughs> yeah uh, so again, that's like kind of the landscape. Now there are so many great movies from from the year. I wrote down like so many. I had seen a good amount of them. There was a lot that I was like, I need to check this off my list because I had never gone back and seen them. And out of all of the ones, some of them prestigious films that I've never seen, some of them really good classics. But last night I said I'm going to watch Bring It On because I never watched it before, and so that was my selection ah, from the year 2000. Never nice. watched it before. Watch. I had never seen it before. I was like, you know what? I I actually weirdly feel this is the most important one for me to watch, and I'm glad I did. It's, it's Aside for hilarious. Gabrielle Union. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah. Elijah Dushku. Aside for some like you know t- tasteless jokes, uh, especially gay jokes um, yeah wow it's it's good it's a it, it's good um directed by ant-man director peyton reed uh he, he's actually makes a cameo in it um and before i get to the final little topic we're gonna talk about i just wanted to give my personal top 10 my you know if the oscars were you know the format it is now where you can have 10 movies and i'm the one nominated best them, picture yeah uh for best picture so I'm going to start with the ones that they got right because the top five, not the nominations for best picture were Gladiator, Chocolat, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and then the Soderbergh double, Aaron Brockovich and Traffic, both nominated for best picture in the same year. Mm. Wow. Gladiator won, uh, but not in my top 10. Dreamworks. My top 10 hmm. is Dreamers. Dreamers. Sorry. Uh, just, just read the book. So yeah. Yee. Yes, Yee Yee, directed by Edward Yang. Great movie. In the Mood for Love, Wong Kar Wai. Classic. Beau Travail, Claire Denis. Uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Ang Lee. Bamboozled, Spike Lee. Classic. The Yards, uh, James Gray. Best in Show, Christopher Guest. Oh, great. great. Uh, the Virgin Suicides, Sofia Coppola. Is that 99? Uh it's it's it was like in festivals in '99, but like it was like in wide release in 2000. Okay, okay. According to the stuff that I was looking at, great movie. But if we want to kick it, then I can bump one up. Eat um, shit, Dave. Eat shit, Dave. Please eat shit. You know, I know, I know the years. Come on. No, you're right. No, I had a hard time deciding what to do, and you know what? So just for that, I'll bump it, and that means I'll bump up uh, another suicide. Uh, oh, brother, where art thou? Oh, brother, where art thou? Coen Brothers, Love and Basketball. My Gene and Prince Brightfoot. I love my that. Dad's oh, great movie. Um, oh, brother, where out thou? And then uh, the the honorary <laughs> mention, which probably should be in my top ten, but the the, uh, the 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 best paperwork movie of the year is Aaron Brockovich, which I didn't see until like six months ago, and nobody ever told me how much goddamn paperwork was in that, uh, that movie. movie that movie's good, yeah. It's one of Parents the all time greats. You know, what? it's in my it's 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 a gr- it's a great movie. What was your? But the oh, final sorry. thing, sorry. No, what, what was Go your ahead. number one of the year? I, you threw a bunch of movies out there. Sorry. Oh, they're not. They're not ranked oh, in. Not, they were not in top, top one to ten. Top that 10. was just. That was just my my top. Understood. 10. Yeah. But yeah, like those first three that I said, Yee Yee, in the mood for love, Bo Travail. Those are like the you know the foreign, like ones that now are kind of looked at as the best of that time, but back then wouldn't have as much 
appeal at like now with like you know parasite and and some of the other movies that have broken through so those are the ones that would have that would have happened to now but the the biggest thing that that the seed was planted here and it's interesting that it has two avenues x-men and unbreakable were this year and it's the beginning mm. of the true superhero landscape and Mutants. you have it in two directions you have x-men you know going the 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 traditional franchise way even though I think that they kind of set themselves up for year failure because they made such a point to not use the costumes because they thought it would look stupid on screen. And I think actually kind of wound up biting them in the butt because that's, they realize, you know, Marvel later learned to do it the right way and just, you know, adapt it rather than change it. And then Unbreakable where you have, you know, Shyamalan doing like an original superhero thing that weirdly has now continued because that's become a franchise of itself. And yeah, using Bruce Willis in the way that he was being used by Shyamalan and, and some of the other stuff of, you know, a very quiet Bruce Willis, a very tempered, uh, you know, tampered Bruce Willis and, and his attitude. And I mean, that that's it. Those are just the seeds planted of the landscape now of, you know, this huge IP breaking its way. Even though there had been superhero movies before, this was like the true breakthrough, the unbreakable through of... Uh, you know, getting the audiences ready for, for what was to come. Totally. Yeah. This, this decade, and it happens as soon as I think either next year or 2002. I mean, it's just record breaking movie after record breaking movie. After, like, like, it's just like so yeah. many humongous movies this decade, global box office. So I'm excited to get there talk about it. Um, but yeah, nice trip down memory lane. Um, of all the ones you said, I'm trying to think of what's what was my favorite. I, I, do, I do really like Gladiator. I, I really like that movie. I think it's cool. Uh, I love Castaway. <laughs> I'm a sucker Castaway for Castaway. Castaway yeah, yeah. yeah. What's the interesting Wilson, thing is there's yeah. so there are so many movies that I could I could go like 60 movies deep of stuff that you'd be like I know every single one of those movies and it's like it's a mixture of ambitious stuff that it wasn't that people weren't ready for those middle movies that like nobody makes anymore and like big failures like battlefield earth was this year um oh. uh oh. like uh rocky and bullwinkle like you know what i mean like like just so many like big swings big directors doing stuff but not and also like the beginning <sighs> of a good lot stuff of... um was cats versus dogs this year i forget <laughs> no it's 2001 i'm sorry maybe i didn't Spoil, get to i spoiled it that it's that's 2001 I'm sorry. Oof. Big spoil. Are you thinking of that darn cat? What year is that? That's no, that might be 99. <laughs> I don't know. That's around this time, though. I think it's Christina Ricci, I think. Yeah. That darn cat. Okay. Um, <laughs> that first X-Men. Yeah. Not that good. Not great. No. Good casting, though. What, X-Men? or? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Hugh Jackman looks exactly like Wolverine. Let's yeah. just be honest. He always looked like Wolverine. Solid casting all around. Right. Pa Patrick way too tall, though. He's way, he's supposed to be like 5'1". Yeah. They, they also, blue. they messed up with the character choices. Like, yeah, Wolverine, right. Great, Storm, Cyclops. But uh, like, Kelsey Grammer? Should have, that that's the third one. That wasn't uh, a third okay. yeah. Like, yeah, you should, like... Should have had Beast early on. Should have had Gambit from the from the get go. Like, they messed up, but maybe Love it's Gambit. too much to put in one movie. But but they had stupid ass characters instead, like uh, like the to Toad. 
Like remember like that Toad thing? Mm-hmm. Toad. Yeah, but like, he was he's he's like an original like villain. Like that's like they were doing some of the original ones. That's why. Dumb dumbass shit. All frog right. and Toad. I don't know Frog and Toad are from X Men. That's really, that's really cool. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Um. Good. Um. So we're moving on. Dan-dun, dan-dun. On to um, Danny's sports section. So turn to the sports section. But not with Danny, with Jacques It's me, Jacques I'm back. Jacques, let me guess. Razor Scooter, number one story. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we, 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 we were talking about the uh, Razor Scooter again. No. <laughs> no more Razor. Jacques H. Jacques H. Uh, so... <laughs> What is your favorite McDonald's in France as a French <laughs> as a Frenchman? I don't go, I don't go, I don't eat that shit with the, the with the salad in the, in the cup what the fuck what the fuck are we doing with the salad with the All right, that's it. Can't do that anymore. Can't hold it. All right. So, let's highlight some big stuff in sports. This will be it should be a shorter segment. Maybe it'll open up some conversations. So let's start with some really positive news. On January 31st, Ray Lewis, linebacker on the Baltimore Ravens, was involved in a bar fight and was indicted on charges of murder for a stabbing oh death at this bar. This was a, like a huge story. I remember this. Um, I kind of remember this too. Yeah, wow. he was indicted for murdering somebody in this bar fight. He was eventually acquitted of all charges, but this is like this story is sort of like an infamous thing where a lot of poli- a lot of people believe he just straight up got away with with murdering someone. Yeah, I wanted to. Dude, ma- at least that's yeah. the only thing he got away with. Are you thinking of Ray Rice? Oh, I, I, yeah, I was honestly thinking about Ray Rice when you said you, that. You think about bad. the uh, that's the elevator, Ray Rice, yeah. right? Okay, yeah, different guy. <laughs> Different Ray. Yeah. This is Ray Lewis. Different um, Ray. I heard, yeah, my bad. Ray Lewis is from the Ravens? Yeah, Baltimore, linebacker on the Baltimore Ravens, yep. This story is kind of like Edgar Allan Poe-esque. There's a murder involved. There's a mystery. <laughs> so he's just like really like leaning into the Ravens like... Uh, Ray Rice Oregon. was also on the Ravens, Brandon. I was going to say, that's yeah. why I had that like... Okay, they yeah. both, both yeah. Ray's on the Ravens. Ravens. Wow. Yeah. Ravens. Really yeah. put yeah. the Ray in Ray. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to make sure to kick off the sports section with that story. Kick so, off. yeah, kick off. Hey, so there's that. Um, <laughs> uh, Tiger Woods, early days of his total dominance of golf. This is, this is a humongous Tiger Woods year. He won his first U.S. Open and he won the PGA Championship to become the first ever in the last four decades at this time to win three majors in a calendar year. He was the Associated Press Male Athlete of the Year. So this is big, big Tiger year, humongous year. He also, this is also then about the same time that he was succeeding in karate. Right, correct. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was thinking of Tiger Shulman. I got the Tigers confused. My bad. Okay. Oh, we got Tigers uh, okay. confused. Dang. Okay. Sorry. Tiger Shulman. Ah. <laughs> is that a regional? Is that a national chain? <laughs> Tiger Shulman. I Do people know a, what that is? I think it's a. I think it's a regional chain, like <laughs> Northeast. <laughs> Tiger Shulman. <laughs> All right. Uh, tennis. Pete Sampras won Wimbledon this year for the seventh straight time. 
seven Wimbledons mm. in a row. So at the time, mm. he was the only player to have done that ever. Roger Federer eventually does it in 2012, but at this time, Pete Sampras, big deal. Very That was big in tennis. Is the streak still seven? You know, I don't know. Federer got to seven in 2012. I don't know if he Federer. what happened after that, to be honest with you. Okay. <laughs> as far as I got that story. Michael Schumacher, he's uh, an auto racing. I don't know specifically which racing, like if it's F1 Indy, or if it's IndyCar, IndyCar or if it's NASCAR. I don't know, but he's a big name in auto racing. Boxcar. Not my area of expertise. He was the highest paid athlete of the year for 2000. Wow. He made $59 million. Wow. Tiger was a close second at $53 million. Wow. So in baseball, got to mention it. New York area guys. Well, okay, there's a couple things we're going to mention here. Subway series is this year, baby. Subway series. Yankees Ooh. kick the Mets' Ooh. ass, Dave. And Zach Jones. Yep. And Zach Your Jones. Yankees versus my and Zach Mets. Jones. The Mets lost four games to one. Um, yep. I watched every watched game. Watched every game. Yep. I had I had a uh, Subway series hat. So, yeah. yeah I, was just, I had so I had much memorabilia. Very regional thing. Got to bring up, you know, the, the national audience. Re- the national audience really give a shit, whatever. But yeah, for our New York, New Jersey, Philly, you know, area people, this was big, dude. Dude, I took the subway from Jersey every game. <laughs> <laughs> the subway from Jersey <laughs> every game. Um, every game. Where did you go? <laughs> um, Right, I didn't go to the game. I just I took the subway from Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> Got lost um, a lot. I was young. Wait, what was the final like uh, score? So was it four to one? one. Yan- Yankees beat the Mets four games to one again. Yeah. Suck it, Dave. Zach Jones sucks to suck. But <laughs> three. It was a three peat for the Yanks. Um, obviously, great era for them, but a great era for the Mets. The Mets. They had good teams. Oh. Like it was, you know, Mike Piazza, right? And um, uh, um, Dan, I didn't realize there was three Pete's on the Yankees that year. <laughs> <laughs> Who are the three Pete's? <laughs> Pete Sampras, um, yeah. Pete Sampras, Pete Rose, <laughs> and uh, 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 Pete, Pete Pan. Um, what? Uh, Pete, Pete Pan. Best. Pete Best. Oh, Pete Best. Pete okay. Pan. <laughs> Pete Pan. No, I like Pete Pan. Pete Pan. <laughs> um, so the other thing worth mentioning is in this is a great time for New York area sports fans. You have the Yankees playing the Mets. Yeah. But in the NHL, the Devils win the Stanley Cup this year, too. Oh, right. New Jersey Devils. Devils. They won the yeah. so like excellent time to be a New York metropolitan area sports fan. Really good stuff. Um New York. All these New teams Jersey. are good. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't call New Jersey the New York metropolitan area, Dave? Yeah, n- New York, New Jersey metropolitan area. Nobody has ever said <laughs> the phrase New Jersey metropolitan area because that doesn't make sense. New Jersey's a state. Whatever. New York's also a state, but we're talking about <laughs> New York City in this circle. Okay. Anyway, and the Devils also play in the New York metropolitan area. They play like very close to New York. Like yeah. at, at this time, I, I think it's Continental Airlines Arena. The Meadowlands is where they're playing. I think so. All right. Um, they beat the Dallas Stars. So, yeah, great time for uh, New York, New Jersey sports fans. And Connecticut, because that's the New York metropolitan area. Long Island. <laughs> Did they name them the Dallas Stars because the Stars are the Cowboys logo? 
Maybe. I think yeah, maybe. Star is like a Texas thing. I always thought it was just like yeah, a, the Lone like Star a, State. Yeah, Lone Star. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, Dallas Stars. Of course. Wow. Wow. Um, He's doing great today. Yeah. All right. No more. <laughs> no more interruptions from you, please. Um, okay. NBA stuff. Actually, Brandon, you can you can you can interrupt now. We got NBA stuff now. No, it's okay. Um, no, I want you to. Uh, the so this is the Lakers. They win their first title in twelve years. Oh, this damn. year. So this is the start of their reign. But we'll learn later a little later in the decade. It gets interrupted a couple times. Gets interrupted here and there. It's a dual reign. Spurs, yeah. Pistons, Spurs, Pistons also. Okay. Yeah. And then and then at the end of the decade, you get, Le, you know, LeBron. And, you know, so, okay. And, hey, Le, the New Jersey Nets, they're doing stuff. <laughs> yeah. And like in two years, I think it's when they're yeah. in the finals. Jason Kidd. And lose to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Lose to the Lakers. Um, always lose, but. Okay. But. Lakers beat the Pacers four games to two. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a Reggie Miller Pacers, Lakers, Kobe and Shaq. Beginning of their dominance. And this year, it's Phil Jackson was signed as a Lakers head coach, fresh off all those championships with the Bulls. Damn. Um, so just not fair, really. Just unfair. But yeah, so that's uh, that's the NBA. The NFL, this is the main thing I wanted to get into now. Uh, you have Super Bowl thirty four. Uh, uh-huh. The St. Louis Rams beat the Tennessee Titans. Saint, you mean the L.A. Rams? What St. Louis Rams? Now the L.A. Rams, but then they were the St. Louis Rams. What? I know that's crazy, Dave. Um, Kurt Warner was MVP. He was a QB of the Rams. Mormon, right? Do you guys remember what this halftime show was by chance? Oh, is this um the famous one? No, that's next. That's next year. I know. I know what you're you talking about. You know what I'm about. thinking of? Like Aerosmith and yes, Brit I feel like Spears I, and and have to, I feel like I'll probably have to cover that at least briefly next year. But it is not that one. It's the year before. I don't remember this one at all. I don't know who was it. I'll give you guys, I'll give you guys a clue. It's okay. called the Dis- Disney Millennium Celebration. We've Whoa. watched this. We've like yeah. looked at this clip. I think. I feel like when we talked about this. This is Johnny Possibly. Wang and like Aaron Carter. And uh, no, no. <laughs> Who is it? Mickey and uh, d- uh, so Donald? you have Christina Aguilera. Okay, you have Enrique Iglesias, and you have DBP legend Tony Braxton. Oh but shit! You have one other person that's also a part of this group with a clip that I will share with you guys. <gasps> it's Whoa. Phil. Oh my god! <laughs> Look at him. Backwards, uh, taxi like a, a cabbie hat. Yeah, he looks awesome. What do you what do you, what do you call that hat? Like a cabbie, right? Kangle, isn't it a Kangle hat? Oh, it's probably Kangle. Like yeah, like the you know like. So this is Phil's Disney shit. Kind of a beret, almost. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hide, hide of Disney, Collins. And these guys in the was last year. Shredding. Yeah. He looks awesome. <laughs> he does. Yeah, but his pants he's got like cargo pants on. Yeah. And like a yeah. fleece. He's got like a fleece and car- like a black fleece and like cargo pants, like a quarter zip. <laughs> oh, yeah, the quarter zip is great. Oh, it's more than it's like a half zip. Yeah. It zips quarterly, but it has the capability of being a half zip. Oh, hold on. I'm going to fast forward because it's it's narrated by, uh, what's his name? Something almost. 
Uh, oh, Dream. Edward James almost. As the magic James of almost. the millennium continues to bring us together. <laughs> now it's Tony Braxton. I fast forwarded a little bit. What song is she singing? Is this also from a Disney movie? Don't know. But the very the, the clip I started on is in like the middle of it. The very beginning is when Christina and uh, Enrique perform, and then. But that's all. Of, Phil doesn't come back with the rest of the group. He just had his own solo thing. And then let me just get a clip of all three of them here at the end. Tony with long hair. No, she's usually yeah. known for having very short, cool hair. I'm fast forward now. Long locks is here. Yeah, Enrique, Christina. And Tony together. Oh, by the way, for the listeners of the pod, I mean, this is a humongous production. There's like hundreds of people on this stage. Like, yeah, yeah. painted up and costumed up. A big orchestra. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Killed it. Right. Epic. Not one of the great vocalists, though. Tony Braxton, not one of the great no. uh, divas. <laughs> one, one of the cool vocalists, but... I stand, I stand by it. Um, the other huge sports thing in 2000 is the Summer Olympics in uh, in Sydney, Australia. Um, yes, yes, yes. So I remember watching that. I read through like what people consider the biggest moments of the event, and honestly, it's most notable for being an incredibly well run and smooth event. Boring. <laughs> so that's why I didn't bother with any clips or anything. But uh, yeah, that's sports in 2000. As I said before, just I want to reiterate, the year 2000, a great time to be in New York City. Right. Subway series, as we said. The year 2000, everything's going great in New York City in the year 2000. Yeah. Things are looking Mm -hmm. up. Things are looking good. For sure. In New York City. In downtown uh, New York City. The whole New Jersey metropolitan area. Right. Commuters. Really really good time for commuters. Yeah. 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 Great for travel. Airplanes into New York, I think, were (laughs) great to to be a traveler. (laughs) Yeah. Great. Yeah. Very secure time. (laughs) Speaking of time, let's talk about a discipline that really um, speaks to the times or traps to times and we can look at it and appreciate it. I'm talking about art. Art. Visual art. And on Dan and Bravo's of the 90s, I often would discuss a certain wave in the art world that was quite dangerous and mischievous. The world of art crimes. And uh, yes, new millennium. That's what I was hoping. That was. practice does not go away. It's the fav- my favorite, my favorite artistic style of art. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, heist, the heist. Yes, I have a triptych of art news stories, 2K, and these these are all art crimes in their own way. Although the crime might not be all oh so obvious at first, uh, but we'll get there. Triptych, three crimes, three panels of crimes. Let's spill some paint, fellas. The first art crime of 2K 
came in February of 13th. <laughs> Wait, hold on. 13th of February <laughs> of 2000. And this is when the final original Peanuts comic strip is published following the death of its creator, Charles Schultz. Schultz? Schultz. <laughs> It's definitely Schultz. Yeah. <laughs> Charles Schultz. Um, so it's it, the way you're reading it is like it's spelled S H C. S H C. Yeah, not S C H. It's S-C-H. not spelled like Schultz. Schultz. <laughs> Peanuts, they've been in our life since the, I think the 50s. I didn't really check when it debuted, but obviously a huge phenomenon. Uh, in the 70s, we got Joe Cool, we have Snoopy, we have the Peanuts movies of the 60s. They use the real kids uh, to voice the, the characters. Great stuff. Great Christmas soundtrack. Yeah, Great yeah. Christmas soundtrack. One of the best. Oh, yeah. The, the jazz they brought to our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, the final original Peanuts comic strip, though, was in Feb, thir- was Feb 13. And um, since then, I think it's all been like Peanuts... Like from the vaults, like you know, the best of peanuts. Mm. I think they're still printed every day, as far as I last looked, which was which was like maybe over ten years ago. Last time I looked at the funny papers, the funny pages, are they still being printed? Peanuts? I don't know. We'll have to look like into maybe that. somebody picked up the mantle. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, don't know. Uh, you might ask, what's the crime here? A man died at 77. Any, like, mm, foul play or though, yeah. what's going on? I think it's God taking one of our nation's greatest uh, satirists <laughs> at the early age of 77. <laughs> just as he was hitting his stride, um, they say an orgasm is the little death. Um, does that mean <laughs> actual death is the biggest wet dream of all time? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the, re- <laughs> the readers of, of Peanuts... Uh, though they immediately <laughs> entered a mourning period, making sure they had a good grief, good good grief. That's a <laughs> catchphrase of Charlie Charlie Brown. Uh. Peanuts. Okay, that's art crime number one. <laughs> <laughs> so God, God is the yeah. God yeah. is the first. He's, okay. be, he's being charged with a wrongful death. Yeah, the, uh, the biggest criminal there's ever been. So true. Uh, should we cover cover religion on this <laughs> podcast? Oh, religion segment? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if anybody's going to do it, I think it should be you. Yeah. I'll consider it going forward. All right. So you, our next crime happens. All, all religions, all news and all okay. religions. Yes, of course. World religion. Uh, so, so the next crime happened just under a month later, March, March, <laughs> March 9th. Uh, this is when the FBI arrest art forgery suspect Ellie Sakai in New York City. Uh, Sakai worked both as an art dealer and a civil engineer. The FBI arrested Sakai on at his Broadway gallery and charged him with eight counts of wire and mail fraud and estimated that Sakai raked in $25 million from those deals. According to the FBI, Sakai bought lesser-known works and had the paintings copied by Chinese immigrants working in the upstairs area of his gallery. So, 
the crime, eight counts of wire and mail fraud. That's what I'm going to say. It doesn't seem so obvious to some. I'm going to say it like it is, eight counts of wire and mail fraud. And this whole situation makes me think of that song that goes like this. They say the neon lights are bright on Broadway. <laughs> they say there's always area upstairs. <laughs> because the crime happened in the upstairs area of his gallery. <laughs> okay. And then we have uh, the third crime in this triptych. December 22nd, right before Christmas time, 2000. What did you guys get for for Christmas uh, in 2000? It was a lot of a lot of Subway series like memorabilia, Merch. definitely. Like, yeah, like of like especially because that's when they won, right? So, like, like winners, plaques, yeah. Like, yeah. Series winners. Okay, uh, Dan. No, I'm trying to think. Remember? So sixth grade Christmas, maybe a Backstreet Boys CD. Oh, I definitely got, this was the Christmas that I've talked about that I got chocolate starfish and a hot dog flavored water for Christmas. Oh, uh, really? Dad's house. Yeah. Yes. And I remember we were at my stepmom's mother's house in Pennsylvania and everyone was in the kitchen. I like went into the living room, put it on the like stereo to try and listen to it, but huh. I guess was still playing it too loud. And my dad is like... The f- like why are you pl- like this is christmas dinner and you're playing like this like <laughs> the biscuit <laughs> like <laughs> like all these ad- I, I was the only kid there it was just all adults having dinner and hearing <laughs> the biscuit come from the other room <laughs> it's like it's a fucked up world it's a fucked up place <laughs> uh no i was still listening to backstreet boys then i was um not angry yet okay <laughs> did you get their christmas album maybe like that year who knows they never had a Christmas anyway, album. Moving on. Did. Sorry for that uh, tangent, but it was fun actually. It's fun to know what we got. I don't remember what I got in 2000, but I know what the National Museum in Stockholm got for Christmas, and that was a robbery. A self-portrait of Rembrandt and two Renoir. 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 How do you say that? Renoir. Renoir. Paintings Renoir. are stolen from Renoir. <laughs> Anyway, two of those paintings by that artist uh, stolen from the National Museum in Stockholm, Sweden. Perhaps even more important pieces were taken that day, but right now I'm having a little difficulty remembering. Um, <laughs> remembering? Yeah, and the crime here is a robbery in the art degree. And that's it from me, 2K. <laughs> art, peace out. That was the the three triptych crimes. <laughs> triptych crimes of two thousand art crimes. Ring a ding ding. Art art piece out. Thanks, Dave. Um, love it. I love art yeah, of crimes. Course. It's one of my favorite recurring topics. It's one of my favorite yeah. topics. Love giving it giving it to you. Okay, so what did what would I what would I want to do for my third segment? You know, I have to I have to look at the landscape. You know, I was looking at technology. The biggest thing, aside from the PlayStation 2, which I said I wasn't going to touch because of Danny, was like the first camera phone was invented. Okay, like that's like this is like the, the beginning of the camera phone. But there's something happened when I looked over at the great 
white way of Broadway and said, I gotta do it. Danny yes. loves it. Yes. Broadway. You gotta go Broadway. 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 That's right. Broadway. Give my regards to Broadway. And we're going to start this off with a bang making contact. Here we go. Mike is young. Oh my god. What is it? Is this Palmer the musical? Ha! Huh? No, we'll talk about it in a second. So right okay. now we just have some dancing to Robert Palmer's Simply Irresistible. For the listeners, it just sounds like Robert Palmer, right? Like, there's nobody singing it. This is Broadway. What's going on? Yeah. So, yeah, this musical is called Contact. I remember always seeing the previews for this. It was a huge hit. It won the Tony for Best Musical. Uh, This was its performance at the Tonys. I thought it was a Robert Palmer, like, jukebox musical because, like, that became a big thing. You know, moving out was a big thing. But this is just one number in the show. It, like, goes through, like, all these different eras. And it's in, like, three parts. It starts with, like, classical music. Then it gets, like, swing dancing. And then it's all modern music. And this just happened to be the one that they always featured. Um, And I thought it was about Robert Palmer, but it has nothing to do with Robert Palmer except for that song. And it's weird that this is the thing that um, that won uh, the Tony because like there's no singing, you know, it's just pre-recorded material uh, and just dancing, which is fine. Like that's that's fine, but uh, ooh, it's just it's it seems weird to me. Right. What is it about? I think I don't know. It's just like <laughs> it's like a. A study in love and and how dance can te- tell you about it. Right. Oh I, th- I oh, I thought it was like an alien thing, like with McConaughey and. No, no, and no. It's Jody just because there's, no, yeah. there's no dialogue. Jake Busey. Oh, so they never talk? I don't think so, no. Oh. And it won Musical of the Year. It's like um a yeah. dance recital, basically. Exactly, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. I kind of like that. It's very strange do they dance to but do 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 so that was the main reason that i wanted to do broadway the the only other thing that that i wanted to touch on and just interesting in terms of well there's a specific reason i'm going to get to the next thing but there's a musical called the wild party that was also nominated for best musical. It's based on a narrative poem from like the twenties, and it's about like uh, illegal like gin houses, and it was like a band poem. It's supposed to be like very like hypersexual nightclub lifestyle. What's weird is that there were two musicals, like two adaptations of this poem called "The Wild Party" at the same time. What? Yeah, and it's interesting, kind of like what I was talking about with the movie landscape and how X-Men and like where that became. You know, musicals have done a very similar thing where a lot of them are adaptations of movies and all this type of stuff. And, you know, back 
even on this time on Broadway, they're always, yeah, I mean, it's always adapting stuff, but it's interesting to see Broadway for sure. These, these two, yeah, Broadway, these two adaptations of an obscure poem. And they're both by these com- like composers that are very interesting and not kind of traditional. So the first clip I'm going to play is from the one that was at the Tony Awards. This is the Michael John Lachusa version of Wild Party, which uh, Dave, you know, I love Sondheim. Uh-huh. This guy, Michael John Lachusa, I know one of his other musicals called Hello Again. He He's the kind of guy that people are like, Oh yeah, Son. You think Sondheim's weird? This guy's nuts. Like his harmonies and his orchestrations are bizarre, like very bizarre and difficult. So this thing I'm gonna uh, show. There's a little bit of Eartha Kitt, Mandy Patinkin, and Tony Collette. That I never knew she was like a performer, like a I, like a, a singer like this. But mm. there's something interesting going on here that I want you guys to check out. So this is from Wild Party. That's about a wild party. <laughs> wow. Tonight, Todd Glass. <laughs> Put out the news, we got a high party. Put out the word and go and order the eyes. We sure could use a little fun, lover. When was the last time I wore my new backless? When was the last time you huh. smiled? When was now, the last so now here's Eartha Kitt, who is legendary. And I. this is a bizarre song. This is what I was talking about, Dave. Here's a little bit of Eartha Kitt. And you'll always fly this high, but that depends. The higher the high, the harder you're gonna crash. Back down when it ends. Beauty won't matter, and brains won't matter when the world falls one cold and night. So Eartha Kitt, legend, very cool. This musical is 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 awesome. But what I've been listening to, I've been I've been listening to this other wild party that was happening simultaneously, and yeah, maybe not as big of a star as Tony Collette or Eartha Kitt, but there's an actor called Brian Darcy James, and this is a little bit directed at me and me and uh, me and Dave. Because Brian Darcy James is in one of uh, my favorite movies that is a very big uh, paperwork and process movie. He's in Spotlight. This is the guy he plays in Spotlight. And then he also plays Shrek on Broadway. (laughs) Oh, Oh my God. (laughs) He's a great singer. And I just wanted to play just a quick clip of him from the same year, from the same, a different musical, but, you know, a different version of it. Here's a little clip of Brian Darcy James, the Shrek Guy. Oh my god. Damn. Really, really, really good. I like that a lot. 
he's insane. That musical, that version of the musical is awesome. That's the Andrew Lippa version. They're both cool, but the first one is just a little bit hard to stomach. The music is like pretty wild. Are they both like? Are they both called Wild Party? They're both called the Wild Party, but they're referred to as like the Andrew Lippa's Wild Party, and then like Michael John Lacuse's. Yeah, Lacuse. I don't pronounce his name, but yeah, Brian Darcy James. Incredible. That song is is a monster. He's a monster. He's I tried singing it in the past, like when I was younger and like doing like theater auditions, and it's tough. It's crazy. You you see like actors in like maybe like in a movie, and they're just so much more talented than you think right like, they're only yeah. as, 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 as people yeah like yeah. as like they're just yeah. unbelievably talented humans like usually like and all, so yeah. many of them wind up doing it to make money like right. you think about uh mark rylance like you know who's steven spielberg is using in all his movies like from bridge of spies he like ran like one of the like london theater companies forever and was like a legendary stage actor and like you know, sometimes you, then you want to build a career and, and, you know, for your family and stuff. So you, you cross over and do those things that make you make you those checks. Um, but yeah, so that was the uh, landscape of Broadway. There also Aida was this year. Right. Uh, and a couple of so Elton John but, and um, Tim Rice. El- Elton John and Tim Rice. Yep. But Wild Party, very cool. And Tony Collette. I mean, that was my big aside from the Brian Darcy James thing, who is awesome. But Tony Collette, like I couldn't believe <laughs> So good. I can't believe I never knew that. Did she collect a Tony that year for her performance? Collect. <laughs> collect. What kind of collect? Uh, did she? Actually, I don't remember. Did Tony get a Tony. Uh, I don't know if I... Because that'd be fun. Uh, let me just... Call, call Colette. 1-800-CALL-COLLETTE. Call Colette. Uh, no, she lost to Heather Headley, the star of Aida. I see. Okay. Aida see. I see. Aida all right. I need a drink for this one. <laughs> um, so before I jump into my f- final segment, Dave, are yeah. you doing your your politics segment? No political stuff this year. Okay, then I will mention a humongous political thing this year, which was probably the biggest thing on on. <laughs> um, so. I really thought you would, but I guess it's really just revolving around one thing. So maybe it's good that you didn't. But this is uh, Danny's TV segment. And don't change the Danil. Please don't change it. (laughs) Don't change that Danil. Don't change that Danil. Never dare to. So, yeah, I mean, I guess I'll just I'll jump right in and mention it so we can move on past it. I mean. This is part of, you know, it's overlap with another segment. Sorry, guys, but Dave's not doing his political segment. So, oh, well, I yeah. mean, the biggest thing on television this year is the 2000 presidential election. I mean, that's, it's everywhere. It's every, you know, it's just unavoidable. George W. Bush versus Al Gore. Um, and then the, you know. Versus the, Ralph Nader. Ralph Nader. <laughs> um, news networks initially reported Gore as the victor in Florida, right before about facing and declaring Bush as the winner of the oh state and the entire contest. What a time! Um, Broadway again, <laughs> yeah, total Broadway. <laughs> the resulting, you know, the recount or the recount, Florida recount, yeah. um, and media coverage would last until December, with Bush ultimately winning. Um, Hanging Chad, uh, um, right. Yes, dimple chads. Dimple chads, right? Hanging dimple chads. Hanging chads. Yeah. Hanging chads. Yeah. 
because of the paper ba- chat the paper ballots um yeah. yeah for the zoomers ballots were in paper then there's probably pl- i mean there's plenty of areas in the country that still happens which is yeah and and this past election the mail in ballots were all paper right so there you go true uh, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's definitely the biggest thing going on, on TV this year, but let's highlight a few other things that are more fun, more fun than that. How? <laughs> um, all right. This is a little service to y'all May 2000. It's the Ooh. premiere of survivor on CBS. This Ooh, is right. It's the biggest TV, biggest TV show. I mean, of this year. I mean, be, I mean, Huge, humongous cultural yeah. event. Let's undeniable. Yes. I'll never deny that. Yeah. Undeniable. Everybody talking about it. Um, my family not into it, and that's probably a part of why huh? I didn't really. Yeah, my parents. I watched. I think I watched the finale, <laughs> like because it was just such a big deal. Um, right. But I didn't really watch the show. But you know, we're, we're sort of in this time of really the kind of this dawn of reality TV. Really, I mean, just you know, explain. This show is just like huge part of that um reality game show so the new york post made a list of the top 10 tv moments of the decade and the only one from this year on their list was susan hawk's snake and rat speech um right yeah she was she was a truck driver from from wisconsin i could play the tail end of it if you want i have it ready if you think it would be i mean it's a pretty famous thing yeah yeah pretty iconic thing I didn't. Just, I didn't watch Survivor, season one. Uh, well, spoiler. But I remember Richard, Richard Hatch. Winning. Richard won. Richard won. Spoiler. Yeah, okay. I saw that on People magazine, <laughs> at the grocery store. So this is like, the core kind of like, end of Sue's famous rat and snake speech. I'm gonna play this right now. And I'll go on from here. But if I were ever pass you along in life again, and you were laying there dying of thirst, I would not give you a drink of water. I would let the vultures take you and do whatever they want with you, with no ill regrets. I plead to the jury tonight to think a little bit about the island that we have been on. This island is pretty much full of only two things, snakes and rats. And in At the end of Mother Nature, we have Richard the Snake, who knowingly went after prey, and Kelly, who turned into the rat that ran around like the rats do on this island, trying to run from the snake. I feel we owe it to the island's spirits that we have learned to come to know, to let it be in the end the way Mother Nature intended it to be, for the snake to eat the rat. Wow. What a great speech. Really good. Yeah. It, it's a really great speech. Yeah. Great metaphor. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. So that was during the uh, Dan, the voting, the tribal Dan, council. Yeah. Just for just for a quick little context, season one of Survivor, Survivor has turned into like a game where like everyone that plays it and loves it like loves the theory. You know, like like it's become very strategic and and all this and the game has evolved. Like when the when the show started. Nobody knew what they were doing, and they didn't know like how to vote people off. Like they were doing it in like alphabetical order, so like strategy and like backstabbing was just like not heard of. And I think it was just like 
culture shock for for some of them and i I think that perfect environment is what led like allowed that to happen because it became so personal yeah i mean it um right you know obviously you know you guys watch the show you know obviously you know it evolved significantly with how you play this game but that evolution happened within one season i mean they right didn't it like i kind of remember yes yes. like it um, it evolved in the season yep well richard hatch always was trying to play strategically he was one of the few people that was that was thinking that way yeah other people were like treating it like it was like the real world or something yeah it was more about the experience of living on an island with strangers yeah right yeah i mean it was a super unique i mean i understand the appeal of this and i know i would love it if i but i mean it's just it's kind of daunting to jump in now you know i mean Maybe that maybe there's like select yeah, forty two seasons. It's not that bad. Maybe there's select seasons the I try. Season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, may, maybe eventually. I don't know. Not the whole show. I would never you can watch with your watch the whole show. Kid. But true, true. Bet, I bet she would really like it. Maybe you don't speak for her, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, all right. So let's move on. So I found YouTube is just full of such great like just TV lists and, and stuff like, and some hilarious lists. Like this is a list from, um, Ms. Mojo, you know, Mojo <laughs> of, um, yeah, the, the top 22 heartwarming TV moments of each year from 2000 to 2021. So they listed basically, you know, almost like one thing per year. So this one in the year 2000, this is another, Catering to Brandon here. I'm really catering to you guys. Real. I hope you don't forget it. Food this great. is the turkey pardoning on the West Wing. Do, do you remember this, Brandon? This was like considered, I don't know, one of the most heartwarming moments in TV. 2000, Turkey Soldier, the West Wing. The West Wing has given us an odd amount of funny and sweet moments with animals. There's season four's goat photo op, but for our first entry on this list, we had to go with the turkey pardon to end all pardons. By the power vested in me by the Constitution of the United States, I hereby pardon you. Okay. No, it's not okay. Sir. Morton, I can't pardon a turkey. When CJ is tasked with choosing which turkey will receive the traditional presidential pardon and which will go on the chopping block for Thanksgiving dinner, she can't decide. She desperately tries to save both turkeys, but it's not looking good. We should get Ms. Mojo on the podcast. They already sold it. There's not much I can do. You can pardon the turkey. The turkey hasn't committed a crime. Sir. CJ, I have really no judicial jurisdiction over birds. Then, just in time, (laughs) President Bartlett drafts the non-pardoned turkey into the armed forces so his life will be spared. A Thanksgiving miracle. I'm going to step out there and begin the singing and lute playing. Whatever. 2001. (laughs) All right. Hopefully we never have to return to the fucking West Wing. Sorry about that, but I guess it was a big moment (laughs) in TV this year. It's really insufferable stuff. Uh, Okay, so... I'm going to rewatch the whole series now, now I thinking about it. Yeah. I never watched the show. I'd, I'd probably enjoy it. I don't know. Uh, Leslie watched it. She watched the whole thing, uh, I think, last year. So that's Great a big show. TV My thing. My parents loved it. Yeah. Okay. This was a really fun thing I found. So another great thing on YouTube is they just, so many people put together like videos compiling TV commercials. Yes, I when I was looking for my food mm. stuff, I you see this it's all awesome. over the place. It's so fun that people on YouTube just do this. So, 
These yeah. are, I found a select, this video is like 23 minutes long, but I found like a segment that I liked the most. It's TV commercials from the year 2000, specifically on the sci-fi channel. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to play a few in a row here, and, but I also like, cause it plays like the, um, I don't know what you call it. Like the, the channel itself promotion, like bumpers. I love those yeah. too. Like those are fun. Kind of, um, and sci-fi channel in particular has its, its style, which, uh, which I like. Um, so I'm going to play this now. The triumph of cinetic engineering. Cinema X2. Two movies back to back, creating one entertainment equation. Drama times anxiety equals heart rate squared. Action times reaction <laughs> equals adrenaline squared. This week, Babylon 5, The Gathering. Times. Babylon 5, A Call to Arms equals Cinema X2. Babylon 5, The Gathering. Babylon 5, A Call to Arms. What? Sunday, beginning at 7 on Sci-Fi, The Evolution of Entertainment. Oh, wait, hold on. Okay, do we want to just do wanna assess? Wait. Yeah, real quick. Happened? They're playing two <laughs> movies simultaneously? I don't think so. Uh, I think it's just like it a like. double like a double feature. I think right? it's just uh, double feature. Okay. I think it's just a double okay. feature, but like yeah, the way they promote it, it's action times. Like like <laughs> um, yeah. It may seem like two movies are playing at the same time starting at seven PM. No, I think it's one after right. another. Babylon five. <laughs> Yeah, left side, um, right side of the screen. That, that's wild. But yeah, they were showing clips left like next to each other from all kinds of different like sci-fi movies. Like, I think Blade Runner was in there, yeah. Hellraiser. Um, but this was a specific promotion for like they were showing Babylon 5, I, I guess, and, and another Babylon movie. But uh, I wanted to play a few more of these other commercials because these were a trip down memory lane, um, like this one. Is your dandruff sending the wrong signals? Or Celsa Blue? Oh get Selsun oh. Power. Doctors recommend Selsun Blue. So don't send the wrong signals. Get I remember that power. one. Yeah. On the next Invisible Man. <laughs> My brother. Darian thought his brother was gone. Your brother's dead. You can't what? prove that. Dead and buried. <laughs> what a surprise, huh? It can't be. And the cure for invisibility along with him. <laughs> Tell me the truth, Batman. He was dead wrong. <laughs> you think you saw him? Shepard! I saw him. Hello, brother. The Invisible Man. <laughs> Hello, brother. Original series. Disappearing tonight at 8. <laughs> Does that mean it's canceled? All right. There's still time to get portrait oh, here we go. from Sears Portrait Studio. Sears, Sears Portrait Studio. Last minute gifts, and they can even be personalized. Portrait Creations, only from Sears Portrait Studio. Uh -huh. Hurry, there's still time. Oh, here we go. I remember this. Blue Man Group Intel commercial. Or Pentium or whatever. Three, the Intel Pentium 3 processor. Are Blue Man Group like the three stooges of the uh, millennium? <laughs> three. <laughs> sure. Three stooges of the, of the millennium, right? Three, the three stooges of the millennium, yeah, I guess so. I, I guess, guess so, so yeah. Blue physical comedy. Yeah. Are they going to be included in your musical, in your Broadway segment? <laughs> Is that Broadway technically, Blue Man Group? <laughs> This is a Sci-Fi Channel commercial, and it's Moby. If everything's right, nice. 
He's scratching as a DJ to communicate with his spaceship. Hmm. Close encounter style. I'm sci-fi. That's fun. Was uh, wear that. Was that Billy Crystal Jazz? Yeah, that's definitely Billy Crystal Jazz. Definitely. So I'll stop there with the commercials. We're not done yet, though. Oh. I wanted to play this for you guys. This is a fun thing I found and was not really aware of. Um, so on the Price is Right, there is a, I guess, an infamous episode or a famous episode with for like fans of the Price is Right. Fans have called this the legendary yodeling Walter. Oh, his name is Walter. The legendary yodeling Walter. It's this old guy playing cliffhangers, and I'll show you. He he yodels. You, you remember, you know, the game cliffhangers on on, uh, on Price Is mm-hmm. Right with the yod- he like yodels along with it, and it's like I guess like a famous clip of Price Is Right that also happened in a <laughs> in the year two thousand. It's a, it's very cute, it's just you know, cute old man. All right now, Walter, what do you believe is the price wow. of that pottery wheel? Just the pottery. Wheel. Tell me, Walter. Twenty five. Twenty five dollars. Is that right? No. Now he'll move one step for every dollar you missed the price. Now wait, wait. I like. I don't want to wish him bad luck, but I wish it had gone. That was Walter. That was not. uh, You know. Do that again. probably thought that was our tape, you know? Wow, Walter. He's got talent. I'm standing here astounded, and everybody's just standing around. They think <laughs> it's the regular thing, you know? No, he's great. Now, let's see. I've lost track of everything. He missed it $5. He's gone five steps. All right, what is the price of the swing groover? $30. $30. Is that right? No, it is not. Here he goes. Go, Walter. Do one more. <laughs> Very good. Now he can move. We'll stop there. You get the idea. He's just—he's this guy's really into yodeling. I thought that was kind of fun. Um, <laughs> um, Bald icon too. And um, Dave said he's got a talent. Apparently, that's the only thing he's talented is because he sucks at guessing the prices of these things. Uh, <laughs> poor old guy. He's a precursor to that that kid in Walmart. Walmart. Who was that kid? Oh, that yeah, the, the yodeler, yeah. the yodeling kid that like yeah, he had a big like became a country star. He had like a big six months, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, oh yeah, he collaborated his... with uh, Lil Nas X. Yeah, he was at, he was at Coachella for uh, Old Town Road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, like he just blew up, and then I haven't heard from him since. All right, let me power through these debuts and finales, and then we're done <laughs> with, with DB. Okay. Um, it's power and you can comment whatever as, as we go as always okay debuting in the year 2000 Malcolm in the Middle on Fox saw it, uh, it. Power Rangers <laughs> Power Rangers Lightspeed Rescue on Fox Kids I continue to just mention every Power Rangers iteration I was over that shit yeah I was over that fucking shit um 
by then. This show I totally forgot about. Diary on MTV. Remember Diary? Oh, I watched that, yeah. They, Ooh, what, what they would always say in the beginning of the episode, you think you know, but you have no idea. That's how, right. the, that's how the show would start. Mm. Um, a lot of uh, big names in that show. Uh, Making the Band on ABC. We've talked about it a lot. Making, O-Town? Uh, yeah. First season, O-Town. Debut, that's this year, 2000. Um, saw it. Even Stevens on Disney Channel <laughs> is this year. Saw it. Saw it. Watched Begrudgingly. No, it was great. It was very funny. Fuck that shit. Um, Fuck Disney Channel. <laughs> I mean... Nickelodeon, baby. CBS, for the first time ever, they're ahead of the curve on something, and at the forefront, instead of just doing stupid old-ass, dumb-ass sitcoms, because <laughs> you've got Survivor this year, and you have Big Brother this year. Right. Um, mm-hmm. uh, on CBS. So it's Big Love Brother that. 2. Such a clean debut time, 2000. Uh, speaking of Sci-Fi Channel, you have Crossing Over with John Edward. Remember that show? The guy, the Crossing Over, yes. he would like yeah. he was like a psychic, and but it was just oh right, it was right, just right, right, total bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, BattleBots on Comedy Central, that was fun. BattleBots, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Door the Explorer on Nickelodeon. <laughs> Fuck that young kid shit, <laughs> little kid sh- baby shit. Uh, Clifford the Big Red Dog. On PBS Kids. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> fuck it. Um, <laughs> um, 106 in Park. Huge. BET. Great. Love that. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. BET. Yep. Mm-hmm. MTV Cribs. Huge. Oh, my God. That was 2000. Yeah. Wow. Later than I thought. Whoa. Jackass on MTV. Massive. Legendary. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yep. a, it's a big MTV time. Um Dave's favorite, Yes Dear, on CBS. That's the <laughs> Yeah. Um, I, I bring this show up just because I remember the ads for it. Uh, it was the James Cameron show on Fox, Dark Angel, Jessica Alba. That was this year, if you remember that. Mm. I, don't, I, I remember that being kind of a big deal. Alba, okay. Um, uh, Gilmore Girls on WB, huge. Huge. Um, Hell no. But Hell. even bit. No, but even even bigger than that, CSI too fast. on CBS. Can't. I was gonna say too I fun. thought CSI was this year. Yeah. CSI, CSI is is this year too. CBS ridiculous year, ridiculous year for CBS. CSI also yeah. premieres this year. Ed on NBC, great cast. Um, I think Michael Michael Black is in there. I think. Um, he is Kirby, in there. Yeah. Kirby enthusiasm is this year. Fresh off Seinfeld oh ending. Oh my god. Two years earlier, you got Curb. A couple years earlier, yeah. Curb in 2000. So Larry David gets right to work with Curb. Um, still on. Very long-running show yeah. with like four years between seasons, it feels like sometimes. Uh, <laughs> syndicated is Cheaters. Great show. Cheaters. really. Oh, yeah. Cheaters? Yeah, Ooh. Cheaters is great. Um, you have a show I feel like Brandon's probably into, Boston Public. That's on Fox. Uh, feels like a Brandon Never show. Definitely a Brandon show. And then yeah. uh, Queer as Folk on Showtime, which I think at one point on the show, Dave said queer as fuck. <laughs> queer as fuck? <laughs> I, I, I feel like you said that once. Anyway, Queer as Folk <laughs> on Showtime. Um, and then you have the premiere of a bunch of future Adult Swim shows. Adult Swim doesn't actually debut until 2001, but you have these okay. shows that are coming on later on Comedy Central, like The Brack Show, C-Lab 2021, 
Aqua Teen wow. Hunger Force, Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law. That's all this year. 2000? Yeah. 2000. Um, oh, my God. And then finales, I Am Weasel. Say goodbye to I Am Weasel. We, we say good. What is that? We, um, I Are Baboon and I Am Weasel. Never mind. We, oh, right, 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 right. We say goodbye to Animorphs, the show. Short-lived. Oh, my God. We say goodbye to, Tam- to Tenacious D, the HBO show. Uh, we say, one and done? We say goodbye to the journey of Alan Strange. Ugh, journey's over. Oh, we, uh, yeah, I remember that. We, we say goodbye to Cosby, uh, the Cosby, not the Cosby oh show, but God. his show Cosby. The last time we'll ever, yeah. We say goodbye to Party of Five. That's a big one that ends this year. Yikes. Um, oh, 90s are over. Yep, 90s are That's over. Chicago Hope. Hospital show that ends this year. Brandon, um, have you seen? I haven't seen it. Chicago Hope. I seen it. Um, Boy Meets World ends this year, but then it goes God. right into Disney Channel syndication. That's what I watched it right after it ended. Because oh, like the following okay. year, you get it on Disney Channel. Beverly Hills Nine Two One Zero ends this year. Big. Damn, nineties are over. Yeah, nineties are over. Um, Kablam ends this year. Love Kablam. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are great. you Are you afraid of the dark? Ends this year. <sighs> Kids say the darkest things. Ends this year. Another Cosby. Thing. Cosby. Uh, Cosby having a probably uh, the worst year of his life. Yeah, this is the worst year <laughs> of his life. I'd say. Um, Veronica's Closet ends. Kirstie Alley show. Oh, I used to watch uh, that. <laughs> Freaks and Geeks ends. Got way more popular later One on. One season. Uh, yeah, had that resurgence. Um, also, later. DreamWorks. Awesome. Oh, okay. Um, Just read the book. Ke- yeah, awesome. <laughs> Keenan and Kel ends this year. Peace out, 90s. Uh, Dilbert ends this year. I like that better than uh, all that. Keenan and Kel. Uh, WCW Saturday Night ends this year. Um, and it was on for like 30 years at this point oh or something. Oh, my God. Sad. Um, the Bugs Bunny show ends, I don't like. I guess, from like the 60s. I, I, what? I don't know. There's, something there's always new. <laughs> yeah. No, um, there's always new iterations of that. Strangers with Candy, underrated for its time. Great yeah. show. Um, it ended. Show. Sailor Moon ended. That was one that was like existed, then left and came back. It ended again. Sailor Moon. Pepper Ann ended. Great theme song. Uh, Power Rangers Lightspeed Rescue, which premiered, also ended this year. Very <laughs> short-lived. <laughs> we say goodbye to the Chris Rock show. Great. Oh, the talk show, right? Yeah, on yeah. HBO. On HBO. And sketch. Mm-hmm. He would do some sketches, too. Um, right. And we say goodbye to Suddenly Susan this year. Oof. Dave, make sure you keep all this in when you uh, when you edit the show. It's very important stuff when I just list stuff. <laughs> Thank you. That's TV in the year 2000. But it gives people a sense of what's going on. Yeah, for sure. TV is so important to our culture. I'm going to change to Daniel, though. I'm going to change to Daniel. I'm so sorry, Now you Dan. can change to Daniel. The remote's mine. I'm clicking around. I'm skipping, skipping over Disney Channel. No, don't. Dan-dun, dan-dun. I'm putting on a new uh, program. It's called... Uh, what was it called? Where are they now? Where are they now? 2000s edition. Wow. Uh, I have some fun stories of our celebrities. Uh, the, these Where Are They Nows it focuses on the characters that uh, came into our lives during the Board Bills 
Bordament tournaments of the 80s and 90s. That's season four and five. Any artists that appeared in those tournaments, I'm tracking them down in the, in the 2000s, checking in on them, letting you guys know what they're doing in, in the 2000s. They're still doing great work, a lot of them. So Can't wait to hear what Kenny Loggins is doing. First, let's l- listen to some uh, <laughs> fun stories featuring some of those stars. The first star being Madge, Madonna. Madonna, you think she's a has-been in 2000 because she was around in the 80s. She like ruled the 80s. She ruled the 90s. She's, there's no way she can rule the 2000s. Wrong. 2K News, Madge. Uh, Madonna gave birth to Rocco John Ritchie in L.A. on Aug 11, 2000. Madonna and Child? Wait, I thought I already <laughs> finished my art section. <laughs> I say that because Madonna and Child is a very famous painting by one of the most influential artists of the late 13th and early 14th century, Duccio di Buonasegna. More Madge 2K news. <laughs> she recruited guitarist Monty Pittman to help improve her guitar skills so she could play the instrument during promotional efforts for her album, Music. So she's like getting better at the guitar. She has a her second kid with Goy Ritchie. She's probably friends with uh, Gwyneth Paltrow at this, at this time. But that's all my Madonna news. Let's focus on another figure that we love on the show. Uh, and we know her as a musician, obviously, a singer, a songwriter, a performer, um, recording artist. But this year we're knowing her as a actor. Miss Gloria Stefan uh, actually starred in two different acting roles. Um, she starred as Emilia in the 2000 made-for-TV biographical drama film about jazz musician Arturo Sandoval called For Love or, Con- For Love or Country, the mm-hmm. Arturo uh, Sandoval story, released on November 18, 2000, produced by HBO. It stars Andy Garcia as Arturo, um, as well as Stephen Bauer from Scarface as Angel, among others. And... Um, See, I got a little clip from that movie so we can check out our, you know, musical hero on the show, Gloria Stefan. How's she doing um, saying those acting lines? (laughs) (laughs) It's such an unusual role for her on this program. We got to check this out. I love going to a movie and saying, I hope I can't wait to see what they do with these acting lines. (laughs) Okay, I have a scene queued up from uh, For Love or Country. Uh, the whole movie is on YouTube. Check it out. This is at 51 minutes and 43 seconds. <laughs> Sorry. It is loading. <laughs> it's currently loading. Just give me a second. Dave and his internet. <laughs> Not sure how he lives like this. Well, <laughs> it was working before. Okay, so while we're waiting for that to load, she also was a guest star on an episode of Frasier, funnily enough, in Ooh. 2000. 
Uh, she played the character Maria on an episode called Something About Dr. Mary. Now let's take it away for love or country. <laughs> 51 minutes in. <laughs> now let's take it away. <laughs> Here we go. I think we're rocking now. Okay. A party, a lot of dancing going on. That's Andy Garcia as Arturo on the piano. There's a saxophone player ripping it up. I might have, like, went back too Sounds far like in the clip. Sounds like waiting to me. Oh, here we go. Hear me. Hi, chica. Hi. You look amazing. Oh, thank you. Where is everybody? <laughs> oye, oye. Don't I get to kiss the groom? Come on. Come on. Oye, So that's uh, Gloria Stefan doing her acting thing in 2000, just changing it up. What do you think? She's got the stuff or what? I think she really nailed those acting lines. Yeah, <laughs> it's really quite challenging, but she she just barreled through them. Um, I think I that's would, what she's doing. I would get on my feet. I would get on my feet after watching that. Yeah, um, that's cool. You know, changing it up. She's usually uh, doing the music thing. Um, I've heard of on TV, but Estefan TV. That's a little <laughs> different. Estefan TV. Okay. Um, now we're going to talk about some of the albums that came out by Board Build Board Build artist of the <laughs> 80s and 90s in 2000 let's cut this shit let's go straight to the guy that we've all been waiting for uh let me actually um kenny loggins yeah yeah every time <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's talk about it um on february 8th 2000 kenny loggins is asking you once again to pack an extra roll of TP because he's dropping his number two. That's right. His second album of children's songs based in the magical ecosystem that is known as the Hundred Acre Wood, the album entitled More Songs from Pooh Corner. Let's check out the stank on Kenny Loggins' <laughs> version of the Phil Collins song, uh, made famous from Disney's Tarzan, You'll Be In My Heart. It's Kenny's take on the Phil classic. More songs from Pooh Corner. I will protect 
Logan's a great daddy figure. Um, perfect singing that song. Do you think he outdoes Phil? Yes. Out the, it's done. Outdone. <laughs> it's, um, he outdid it. It is definitely like putting your kid to sleep music. Like it is oh, yeah. mega, like mega soothe. Up. It's just mega soothe. It's like too soothing, really. I mean, it's too soothing. Yeah. Too soothing. Changing diaper. Would you play that for your baby? Nope. Nope. Okay. Uh, nope. <laughs> now let's move on to another <laughs> another character from the board bills, 80s and 90s. This one is 90s. On April 25th, despite it still being springtime, you might want to lose that sweater because the aforementioned Tony Braxton is bringing the heat with her album, The Heat. This is a song called He Wasn't Man Enough. From that album, New Direction for Braxton. Let's check it out. Dark child. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. hey. Tony Braxton. <laughs> oh, 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 I mean, I don't know if I've ever heard that heard that before, but uh, fun new direction, more upbeat. So has like the uh, the vocal, you know, characteristics from the '90s. But this time, she's like got a little bit more oomph, I'd say. And the album failed. Okay. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Next on the plate on November eighth. Gary is feeling like a new man in this new decade with his album Pure. It's Gary Newman from the first Board Bills Bill Borderman in 1980. His this is his like first time we're talking about him in 20 years. Uh, <laughs> he had an album in 2000 called Pure. Let's check out a slice of it. A song called Little In Vitro. Kind of new agey. Pure. I mean, it could be on Pure Moods. It's called Pure. I wonder if he's, he's inspired by that uh, compilation that we covered. Yeah, it's like a like a, Chris I, like a Chris Isaac, maybe something like that. <laughs> Chris Isaac. <laughs> I was getting Chris Isaac vibes. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. And one more, one more uh, release we have to talk about um, on November twenty first of two thousand. 
Blue Jean Davy is proud to announce the arrival of this country legend's first greatest hits collection. <laughs> you know him, you love him. Uh, you would drink a beer with him. It's Tim McGraw with uh. his greatest hits number one. Uh, and it's the perfect time to revisit a timeless country classic. No, no. Which is track number two on the greatest hit CD. Let's hear it again. It's Don't Take the Girl. No. Yeah. Just returning back to the song. It sounds great all these years later. In 2000. Remastered on this uh, greatest hit compilation. Johnny's daddy was taking him fishing. He was eight years old A little girl came through the front gate Holding a fishing pole His dad looked down Yeah, so I think it smile. sounds better in 2000 than it did in whatever year it came out in the 90s. Son, I know you don't want her to go Definitely more Someday you'll change your mind And Johnny said Take Jimmy Johnson Take Tommy Thompson Take my best friend Bo Take anybody that you want As long as she don't go Take any boy in the world <laughs> Daddy, please don't take the girl. Yeah, way too yeah. long. Way too long. <laughs> don't support it. You gotta, you gotta pay off. You gotta pay off the hook. Yeah. So that's it from Great. me. Great. What a story. What a story. <laughs> <laughs> that's it from me, and I think that's it from us. That's it from us. Nice and short. Don't, don't change the Daniel. Only three segments each. Three segments each, three hours, and it's season six, baby. Season six, this is it. We're going to be doing the bills, the bonus bills, and then some other stuff, and then we'll be back for Bravo. That's going to be the format. Rotation. I think so. You think of a year in the 2000s, and we're going to hit it. Oh, Not split it. Hit it. We're going to hit it. So coming to you from the year 2000 sitting there listening to my Limp Bizkit CD at Christmas time. Presenter Brandon, see you next year. Presenter Danny, presenter number two, see y'all next year. Hopefully less Tim McGraw. Oh no. Next year, we're going to need Tim McGraw more than ever with what happens next year. Uh, this Don't is know what you're talking about. Three. <laughs> we need strong Americans like him. Strong American voices. Keeping us strong. Um, Dave yeah. Cologne, presenter number three. I was 12 years old in 2000. I, was tur- I turned 12. Started out 11. And with that, we want to say, see you in 2001. Bye. Bye. Take care.